coming up next. I just had to hear the podcast. Learn trucking. Like learning, 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 learning to where like I'm up all night learning it. So now that I know it, like the back of my hand, I can do this shit in my sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can teach the world. But I know for a fact, I told myself, I got before 25, I'm gonna be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. So I let everybody party. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. When my dad died, it was like, so he died August, August 10th, 2017. Mm-hmm. I was in football practice when he died. So when he died, I got a football practice and my mom told me, I'm like, damn, that's a, that's really kind of like a bad way to tell me. Mm-hmm. I was having a good day. Good football practice, good day at school. Came home to that. April 1st, 2020, my mom got shot. She got shot four times. Like I watched her, like I was there. So I actually covered her bullet holes up with my hands. So like I had blood on me, you feel me? So, mm-hmm. I, so that made my trauma and like PTSD like horrible, like real, 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 real bad. Still to this day, 2021, I was in college in California. I was asleep, I ain't gonna lie. I was asleep, we had just left football practice. Came back to the room, went to sleep. Woke up around like 11 o'clock, two o'clock in Atlanta. I go on Instagram, I see blog pages. Everybody sent me blog pages. This down third from Say Cheese, Shade Room, Teens, everything. And it was like, rapper R5 homicides committed suicide. So I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How the hell I ain't know this? Nobody called my phone, but my phone was on Do Not Disturb. Mm. He called me twice before he killed himself. And he texted me. I teach hundred people. I teach over 200 people every Sunday mm-hmm. on Zoom. I got five different Zoom calls that I do every Sunday. So my Sunday is my, my personal phone. I put that bitch up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't look at it because I know I got to teach these people this trucking game every Sunday because mm-hmm. they want it. And I want them to get it just the way I got it. Building a legacy. I so watch how you study me. You know it's inherited. Ain't no comparison. Stacking up guarantees. Moving so militant. Consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up. No time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantees. Movement so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Yo, what it do with Sir Gates? You're now tuning into the Inherited Podcast. Once again, I always appreciate y'all for coming back week after week, tuning in. So continue to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell on YouTube. Make sure you download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review and a great uh, tight one up, too, so I highly appreciate it. But let's get into today's episode, all right? So we have entrepreneur here, Joshua Shepard. You know, he's real big in trucking. He has a couple of vending machines out here. So what we're going to do today is get into his origin story, extract as much value as we can, and uh, hopefully somebody that takes something from it, you know, get some motivation to um, keep pushing forward in life. So let's get right into it. So how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. That's I appreciate good. you for pulling up, man. So we're going to get right into it, right? So usually when I start, like do a little quick icebreaker. I don't think you're nervous at all, but just want to, nah. yeah, you know, want to get into it. it. So let's I got one it. question for you, right? So share a pivotal moment that transforms your mindset. When my dad died. Okay, Definitely. so dig into that for me if you can. So how did that process go for you? Oh, uh, cause I was, you know what I'm saying that that's my dad. So mm-hmm. and that's still like everybody got their wrongs, but mm-hmm. who's hundred percent right? You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So I'm I'm young. This is this is in 2017. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So as me being how old I was, probably like 13, 14, mm-hmm. I guess. It just was like, damn, I don't got a dad no more. And so I'm, it made you know, me made me grow up a little bit more. And then my brother took the role of me of him being my dad you feel me uh-huh. so my brother was hard on me about certain things so that just made me shift to like to be a man at a young age and mm-hmm. grow up. so 
Yeah. I can relate to that, having to grow up at a young age. Like I tell everybody all the time in my household, I didn't have anybody in the past. I'm sorry to hear that, that it happened, but just coming from, um, I'm from Decatur, so it was just my family. I mean, we, weren't, we didn't grow up the worst, but mm-hmm. we didn't grow up the best, so, but it was just a whole lot of, you know, we got to survive right now. Yeah, and I, I got um, three older siblings, so I was the youngest, so they had a period of, you know, it was just three of them at one time. At one point, it was two, so things were a lot better then, but... Mm-hmm. As time went on, struggles came about. So with me, it was always having to either get up and go help pops do this or go do that and try to help bring cash on to the crib. So all my yeah. trying to either I want to go outside with the homies and this and that was kind of cut short because I had to sit here and, and go take care of the crib. Yeah, man. So oh, I, I can relate to that. Not, I mean, it's, it's a, whole, a death is totally different, but just growing up at a young age, I know that um, the stripes that could bring in life. So. I can relate to that with you, but so what I want to do, right? Um, even though you just spoke partly about it, so just take us back to young Josh, right? Growing okay. up as a kid, uh, household, okay. school, just your environment. Because again, like I tell people, your past is a part of why you're at where you're at now. No, you never know. Some sure, of that sure. motivated it. Some of it could have just showed, um, just brought to light some motivations for you, some inspiration. So just take us back to your childhood, all the way up to. To now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So take us through that. So how, how was that for you? I say my childhood was good. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like basically, like what you said, yeah, it wasn't a perfect, but yeah, if I could plan, I'd be ungrateful. You mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah. So uh, I, I had coaches in my life that acted like a dad. Mm-hmm. I had my mom boyfriend acted like a dad. You know what I'm saying? So it was like my childhood wasn't just bad mm-hmm. until my dad did die. So, like I said, I played football for forever. I've been playing football since I was six. So it was always football, 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 football. Joshua, eat, sleep, shit, football. Period. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. And I'm sitting in the house playing the game, playing man, and watching football videos. So as I got to middle school, okay, I'm starting to really love it. Got to high school, I'm playing this shit for real now. Mm-hmm. I can really know I can go make a million dollars with this pigskin football. So let me go ahead and take it serious. So, of course, I was going to college visits, getting offers, cool. But... When my dad died, it was like, so he died August August 10th, 2017. Mm-hmm. I was in football practice when he died. So when he died, I got in football practice, and my mom told me, I'm like, damn, that's a, that's really kind of like a bad way to tell me. Mm-hmm. I was having a good day. Good football practice, good day at school, came home to that. So I'm like, damn. So that it kind of like set me back a little bit, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. I was like, shit. Like, like I was with him like literally a week before that. So, But he had diabetes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he did do some type of drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw him do drugs before. But it's like, like I said, who's 100% right? Yeah. Everybody got their wrong. So I couldn't blame him for it. I just was happy that the time we spent was cool. Mm-hmm. So then April 1st, 2020, my mom got shot. She got shot four times. Like, I watched her. Like, I was there. So I actually covered her bullet holes up with my hands. So, like, I had blood on me, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So I... So that made my trauma and, like, PTSD, like, horrible. Like, real, 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 real bad still to this day. So, like, now, like, that's why I be so chill. I don't go to parties. I don't. I really don't do nothing all day. But work, probably go bowling, go out to eat, go to the movies, and chill. Like, like really just catch a vibe, you feel me? And then, 20, then 2021, I was in college in California. I was asleep. I ain't going to lie. I was asleep. We had just left football practice. Came back to the room, went to sleep. Woke up around like 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock in Atlanta. I go on Instagram. I see blog pages. Everybody send me blog pages. This down third from Say Cheese, Shade Room, Teens, everything. And it was like, rapper, R5 homicides committed suicide. So I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How the hell I ain't know this? 
Nobody called my phone, but my phone was on Do Not Disturb. Mm. He called me twice before he killed himself. And he texted me. I was asleep. So I called my mom. She didn't answer. I called my auntie. She told me, like, yeah, I'm sorry. So I was in California, like, like l- literally losing my mind because I talked to him the night before. Nothing mm. was wrong with me, feel me? So from 24 hours, I don't know what happened. So it was like, I was just up there, like, literally, like, losing my mind. I'm going through the airport. I had, a, I had a mask on my face because my eyes were so red and puffy. I was crying through the airport and everything. Came back to Atlanta. I ain't really, I really didn't want to come back to Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. for real, for real, I didn't want to come back because I knew when he died, all his fans and stuff came to my page. Like, I don't like attention. So if I didn't do trucking, like, if if it wasn't for my, if it, was, if it wasn't for my mentors, I wouldn't be on Instagram posting content. Mm-hmm. I just had my trucking business making money, chilling. Cool. Mm-hmm. But all his fans came to my page. So it's like, now when I go out is oh you are five bro oh you so I don't really go a lot of places mm-hmm. so I, I really like to chill because it's 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 slick kind of get annoying so it's like I just had to find a lane so I was in the house depressed for a long time like literally like I wasn't eating I wasn't doing nothing found trucking and trucking been every and trucking been doing it since then so that's really like how everything went down. <laughs> bro, that's and that's again when I had I didn't hear to this extent when you first had uh expressed that story in the pod, but but that's a lot for a, a young man to take. How did you <sighs> John lost word, bro? <laughs> Up until now, so how how did you process that, right? Like death well, is is crazy. Yeah. But had one your dad seeing your mom get shot, and then that last death of suicide. How did you process that? Because I'm pretty sure maybe a, a, a time of depression or anxiety came about. How did you get through that mentally for you? Like, what was your way to to get through it? Or do you still deal I, with it a lot to today? No, I still deal with it a lot, but God, I ain't going to cap. God get me Best through way. God get me through everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I feel like I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I just started praying, like praying, praying, praying. So mm-hmm. like still to this day, I got a whole praying routine. If I don't do it in the morning, I feel like my day gonna go bad. Mm-hmm. So I literally like get up, go in my closet, get on all fours, mm-hmm. pray for at least 20 minutes, mm-hmm. read read, read my devotional book, uh, and then I sit back, get back on all fours, and I sit in silence and mm-hmm. let God talk to me, you feel me? And then I get in the shower, then I read another page of devotional, then I mm-hmm. go about my day. So I know now I know this is like my every morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I really like just started like two months ago. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, I started it. My everything just been unfolding for me. So really, like getting through all that, it was God. I can't even say it was me. Yeah, you know, it was really because I don't go through. I I didn't. I never did therapy. I did therapy when my mama got shot. But like I told my mom, the therapist was more agreeing with me than trying to fix me because I know some like certain stuff I was telling her I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But she was still agreeing with me. So I told my mom I wasn't going back to her. She's really just want our money. And yeah. so it was like at the end of the day, I can feel like I can self therapy myself, mm-hmm. and basically just that's really how I got through it. But mainly God, though, for sure. Yeah, God is is the main. Uh, I'm not saying resource, the source, these yeah. to go to to Every get time. through any kind of trauma. Because during my times when I got in the military, you know, it was time of I was trying to figure out, you know, how am I gonna come from out here in Oklahoma and all these mountains and woods just shooting missiles again back to the civilian life to make a living for myself mm-hmm. as far as I can't do that out here. So it was no, just thanks. I left uh, to go there to better myself, which nonetheless I did. But when I came back, it kind of felt like 
Am I back at square one? Because it's just, what can I do? But I went through my times. I mean, it was just, it, it sucked. Like, every day, it's like it was a rainy day. But, and I went to therapy as well, and I had that same experience. So, the therapist that I was provided, nonetheless, he was a good therapist. But it's just, it was just like one, the sessions was about 25, 30 minutes. And again, he was agreeing. You can't really express yourself in 25, 30 man, minutes. Man, what? I feel like I need a whole 24 hours. Nah, that's that. It's, it's a fact, man. Literally, I feel like I need a whole 24 hours to sit there. And, like, I feel like that's why I be so big on, like, who I let around me. Like, I don't have a lot of partners. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I don't have a lot of partners. Mm-hmm. If I hang around you, you, you're doing something I, yeah. I, I like. And you're doing something that we can both grow on. And so that's how it so should be, bro. around me is like, okay, cool. I don't let a lot of energies around me. Because, like I said, some people be around for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I had certain partners that I had to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. let go. How was that for you though? Because I know that that's tough, man. Like having it wasn't, to, or it wasn't it was, for you. No, only reason why is I like I got the mindset where I lost two of the most people important to me, so I don't care who I lose now. Mm. I don't care how long we've been cool. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, because you not near more important than my brother, my dad. Yeah. So if I lost you, going back to business, that's what females do. I don't mm-hmm. really, I'm not really tripping mm-hmm. if we don't end off on a great foot or you decide to leave me alone. Bye. How did they take it? Well, I mean, I know you probably didn't care what, yeah, how they kind of took it, but was it they kind of get some pushback? Like, damn, no, I just bro. told them. I just, I just told them I'd be having partners be like, why you don't follow me on Instagram? You're not doing nothing. I want to see. I don't want to see you sitting there smoking all day. Mm-hmm. It don't make it. It's not. It's not making me happy. Mm-hmm. And then two, I I wanted you to change your ways. Too, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at this age right now, we 21, 21 and up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's time to create a legacy right now. It's not no time to just sit on the porch and just smoke weed all day. Or it's just that's just not it right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're not trying to create a legacy with your life or period, then you, I don't want you around me. Period. Mm-hmm. This is like what you doing. I'm not doing. So it's like I need everybody around me that's building a legacy. So when we do go out, when it's time to everybody to go outside, everybody got got everything they need. We mm-hmm. don't got nobody that's leeching or keep pay for me. Can you or I need everybody in their own whip. Everybody got their own money. Everybody living. So it's it's bros that hit me up back like, hey bro, I'm I'm changing, I'm trying to do this right. Bet let's do it. Come on, mm-hmm. I can't wait to show you. But I'm not gonna bring you around me. I'm just gonna help you from a distance. Now when I see you actually progressing, then okay, you come back around. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm protecting my peace and my energy. So man, people don't people can't come around. <laughs> right low when <laughs> bro, cause you young, right? And you said words, legacy, getting getting folks from around you. It's just. And I had a, I, because I had, did, did grow up kind of at a young age and kind of was just on my own. I never was inside the house. So yeah. my environment growing up in the Cady was just like, because I grew up at a young age, I was accepted by older people and I was always attracted to them. Like my homies, all of them kind of either had, it was them and they had an older brother, of course they popped. So being that environment, I was just exposed to either so much that I probably shouldn't have been exposed to, mm-hmm. but it, it put me in certain habits to where, I was smoking at a young age. I was going out this and that. Even my time in college, man, we had, me and my homie had joined a promo team. So yeah. we was partying. That's understandable, though. Yeah, every Friday and yeah. Saturday, we in the club. But when I, um, like, when I left, it was just like, man, this ain't work. It ain't, it ain't doing nothing for me. Like, when I came back home, there was, at a period of time, I was still trying to kind of go on out this and that. But it's just like one time just being in the club, it's just like, bro, looking around, all we doing is looking at each other. Folks just trying to look the toughest. Everybody drunk. Just getting everybody. You feel me? It, it it get to the point where it's like, 
life gonna go by, man. And then I and it's like I be saying like, mind you, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Party, do what you want to do, but I know for a fact. I told myself, I got before twenty five. I'm being millionaire. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. So I let everybody party, do mm-hmm. your thing. I'm not a flashy dude. I wear jumpsuits twenty four seven. I know how to save my money. Mm. So. Y'all can do I I I would be okay walking in with a Nike jumpsuit with some Jordans on with a pocket full of money. Mm-hmm. Cool. I ain't trying to impress y'all. You feel me? I don't really care about it. It's it's cool. But it's it's just to the point where it's like, I'm gonna let y'all party. Two two to three years when I'm pulling up back through here in a double <laughs> R, you can't say nothing to me. I I I I handle my business. You, yeah. can't, you can't be mad. I let y'all party. Mm-hmm. Y'all want y'all y'all want to handle business. Later on, nah, hell no. Nah. I'm sacrificing my twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and until like I said, I don't do shit. I literally don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the boringest nigga in the world. But it ain't nothing wrong it's with nothing that. Wrong with it. it's, at it's all, nothing bro. wrong with it. I don't. Really, I literally don't do shit because I'm not a hyped up person. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been through so much shit. I'm. I don't like. I'm not hyped. I don't not jumping around and no. I went to the club with my partners one time, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like a bump on the log. Mm-hmm. Then a fight broke out. That's why I don't go to clubs. <laughs> Everybody running. I didn't run. I sat right there and mm-hmm. waited for the whole scene to clear. Then I walked to my I walked to my car. Yeah. I'm running. For what? No, I'm not doing all that. Bring your head of your time. Yeah. I'm not, and then so I got a real old soul. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you, you grew up around older people. My brother was the my brother was the I say if if he was still alive, you'd think he's the youngest and I'm the oldest. Mm. So I say that because his his mind is still older, yeah, but his actions is still younger. You feel me? So yeah. it's, it's, it's flip floppy. So it's like shit. Like everybody be like, nigga, Josh, you was literally like forty five years old. <laughs> I be like, bro, I just, I just, that's just me. Like, yeah. I don't do too much. Literally, I'm in, I'm literally in bed by eleven thirty to twelve o'clock mm-hmm. every night. Waking up by nine, <laughs> bro. I feel you, bro. I just, I, I'm an old man, bro, and it's just like, folk, like people, like when I told people I was 21, they be like, God damn, you 21? I thought you was like 23, 24. Nah, I'm 21. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I feel like when you when you go through so much trauma and you had to grow up early, it it changed you. So yeah, like, your whole mindset, your whole demeanor, just different now. You see the world so, for what it really me? is and knowing, yeah, bro. I, like I was in the house when my mama got shot, so I could have died. Mm. You feel me? So I feel like second chance at life, you can't take it for granted. Like mm-hmm. e- even with her, if like if you see my mama right now, you don't even think she got shot. Mm. But she did. Like she could have died. The bullet was an inch from her heart. She got shot five times. Damn. So I say she's probably the strongest person ever to even probably walk this earth. Mm-hmm. There's no way you got shot. Then a, then a year later, your son committed suicide. Like I, I give her m- more of the credit than anybody because mm-hmm. she's probably going through it worse than me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't even say like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the only one feeling it. Hell no, nah. she, she lost just, a child. Yeah. She lost a child, and then she could have died. So it was like then what made it bad. It was on April Fools, so everybody thought I was April Fools joke. I'm not joking about this shit, bro. This dead ass for real. Yeah, like, who would joke about some shit like that? Yeah. You feel me? Like it's just I don't know, but it be times where I do wake up at two, three in the morning because that's that's what time it happened. So like I said, it's still fresh in my brain. It's mm-hmm. kind because it's only been. A year, three mm-hmm. end up being three years. It don't matter. It's still like fresh in my shit. So I probably, I go to sleep early, mm-hmm. but around like two, three in the morning, I wake up and just walk around just mm-hmm. to make sure everything, everything. Isn't isn't isn't? I know nothing's gonna happen, but it's just 
it's just the anxiety and the trauma. I just want to make sure everything all right. Mm-hmm. So, you know. bro, this is wild, dog. And it's like you focus right now, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I was saying before, like legacy, that's what this my brand is about. Inherited speaks mm-hmm. of inheritance, right? So my whole thing is I just believe once we pass away, we can't take none of this stuff with us yeah. and this and that. And knowing like we're where we're at now, the youth are the ones who's going to grow up and either take care of us, produce this, that, build this and that for the world. So it's up to us to leave a legacy and inheritance for them. And I'm just, not just talking about money. They can be left with love, wisdom, knowledge, the understanding, just those emotions peace. that peace. One that one black man really don't get in a household because, you know, my pops, they're not taking nothing away from him. I love him to death. But it was just more so, again, let's survive, be this tough soul and get through life. But where was the, like, what's wrong? Like, yeah. like, why? What happened? How? Why do you feel this way? That that, that compassion that man usually don't get, bro. We Tell need you. that, and that's a part of that inheritance to pass down. I I feel like with that, that's why most people, well, most men don't really express themselves mm-hmm. because, of course, you're gonna come off as weak. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't even express myself, bro. I mm-hmm. just I cut on some music, for mm-hmm. real. and I'm cutting on nine times out of ten. I'm gonna cut on some R and B music and just mm-hmm. be calm. So like, I listen to rap though for sure all mm-hmm. the time, but. 95% of that time is going to be R&B. Yeah. Dead ass. It's just keep me calm. But it's like, I feel like a man should be able to express himself. For sure. Like, like me and my partners, I ask them every morning, hey, y'all, hey, y'all boys all right? Hey, y'all straight? What y'all going through? Mm-hmm. Let, just let me know. I call it a welfare check when I'm doing my check. Like, like, just yeah. let me know because I can for sure. I'd rather put myself, like even, even, when, even when my brother, I was going through all that shit. Because after he died, everything else dropped on me. From mm-hmm. my dad to my mom, everything built back up. So one of my partners, his cousin committed suicide like mm-hmm. a year after my brother. I put myself on the back burner to make sure he was straight. Mm-hmm. Just because I'd rather, I rather take care of my folks and put myself last. I'm, I'm all right with that because I feel like I'm built to go through it. I'm built to be strong. So it's like I was built to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather, Joshua, just wait on yourself and let me take care of my partner. Mm-hmm. So I was telling them like how, like how he'll act. So you gonna, first few months, you gonna wanna be around everybody, get out of love. Funeral gonna come, you gonna wanna, hey, woo woo. After, after that funeral, I give it two weeks, you, you, you gonna go in a real dark closet, boy. I told him, I told him, you gonna go in a closet, but do not, say do not think about it though, cause you gonna think about suicide. Dead mm-hmm. ass, I told him, cause I did it. Mm-hmm. I was dead ass like, bro, I lost all these people, bro. I'm, I don't know how to do it. You yeah. feel me? I don't know how how I'm gonna get through this. I told him like what to do and what not to do, and everything I told him not to do, he didn't do. Of mm-hmm. course, he's gonna still grieve on it now to this day, but he didn't have that mindset that I had because I, like I said, I put myself on the back burner to help him out. Mm-hmm. Just I want to make sure he didn't go through what I went through. Period at all. So that's a good friend, man. Once you heard um, about your brother, right? Well, after the fact, did you feel guilty a little bit? Because I know you said he called yeah, you. Yeah, I still feel. You. I still got the message in, in my phone. Actually, I actually look at it every morning. Like I still got it. So, I've I felt like it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. It fucked me up like bad. Cause it's like what I could, I I can get to him more than my mom and my sister can. Mm. Like cause we like dead ass beavers in him, but yeah, mm-hmm. like real life. If I didn't have it, he was gonna go get it for me. Mm. If he needed something. If I didn't have it, I was gonna find a way to get it, regardless. Even me being all the way in California, I was helping him out back in Atlanta because mm-hmm. he was a rapper. So I feel like everything he was doing, 
he's he'll send it to me. Yo, Josh, you think this song could go? Yeah, yeah, bro, you tripping? Like, go ahead. You was one of the hottest rappers in Atlanta, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, shit. Like, what made you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I got a thousand and one questions, bro. So it was like, I just be, I don't too much harp on it every day because it's mm-hmm. like, if I do, it, it'll fuck me up. Mm-hmm. So I just try, cause I know his mindset, I know my dad's mindset. Go get a bag. Mm. Take take what happened to you and go get a bag. Mm-hmm. Do not sit in harp. You sit in harp, your story gonna be, I, I lost my dad, my mom got shot, my brother died, now I'm a bum. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a bum, because somebody please come take care of me. Fuck no, I'm not doing that. I did all this shit, now let's go get us a bag. Mm-hmm. So it, so my motivation every day I wake up is go get me a bag mm-hmm. and tell them this why I want to uh, get me a bag because I went through this shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, my mindset was bad. Like I said, I stopped at a stop sign for two months. Mm. I did. But once I got that truck, that shit was over with. Mm. I'm going to grieve every other day, but other than that, I'm going to grieve for like 15, 20 minutes. Other mm-hmm. than that, it's time to get a bag, bro. I'm not finna sit in harp no more. So you think as far as like working towards that and of course the trucking and stuff, that's how you coping with things right now? Or yeah, is this... I keep myself busy. Yeah. Like besides the vending machines and shit, I got a lot more shit I do. Like mm-hmm. I got a lot of shit I do. It's just I got to stay busy. Like yesterday, I was busy from literally from 9 a.m. to literally 10 p.m. And when I got in the house, I was mm-hmm. running around. I do a lot of shit. I like I I got a lot of businesses, so I juggle and it's just me. Mm-hmm. So my mind be moving a thousand miles per hour. So it's like shit. I rather that than be sitting around stuck mm-hmm. or go work a job. Nah, I rather be busy. Cause I, I was watching his Nipsey Hustle video. He was like, when it feels like a lot, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to feel like you doing a lot. That's how you know it's working. Mm-hmm. So when that when it when it feel like I'm doing a lot, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing something right. So it's like, it's just me. Me and all these businesses, I don't have no help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an assistant, mm-hmm. but she I just run things by her and that's it. Other than that, it's just me. Yeah, that's how you not saying wanting to stay, but do you think one day you're going to kind of yeah, branch yeah, out and delegate as far as build the team up? Because right <laughs> shit, But I be liking to be busy, though. Yeah. It make me feel good. Like, okay, I'm not worried about that. I'd rather sit here, answer calls, get on Zoom. I teach, 100 pe- I teach over 200 people every Sunday mm-hmm. on Zoom. I got five different Zoom calls that I do every Sunday. So my Sundays, my my personal phone, I put that bitch up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't look at it because I know I got to teach these people this trucking game every Sunday because mm-hmm. they want it. And I want them to, to get it just the way I got it. That's beautiful, dog. Feel me? But how does you build that discipline? Like that's Discipline, is to me, is one of the main – discipline and consistency, right? The main ingredients and, of course, standing on faith to just building anything from scratch out of nothing as far as not having nine to five or this and that, but doing something on your own – you got to be focused. You got to be locked in. You got to sometimes do what you don't want to do or don't feel like doing. So outside of, of course, the, um, the the death that you felt through um, family members, what created that discipline inside of you just to, you know what, I'm doing this no matter what, and this is what I'm building? Because my, my uncle, my uncle Tim, mm-hmm. he died this year. That was like my, that was like a second dad, literally like a second dad. Mm-hmm. He's Wayne. Out of high school, when I didn't go straight to Georgia Tech, I went to a JUCO. He told me, "You do what you don't want to do, so you, so, so you can do what you want to do." Mm-hmm. That shit stuck in my head forever. So, if I gotta throw my phone across the ocean <laughs> to handle this business, that's what I'm gonna do. I can go buy me another phone. Mm-hmm. So my discipline came from that quote he told me, and that shit stuck in my head since literally since my senior year. Do what you gotta do, so so you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I know I, what I want to do, 
So I'm going to do what I don't want to do so I can do what I got to do. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I just be trying to... My discipline is like, I don't know. It's just, I know what I want. Yeah. I know what I want. I know the type of lifestyle I want. Mm-hmm. So like, I can live it right now, but I'm not there yet. Like, okay, I got a couple thousands. You know what I'm saying? I'm there. I'm up there. Mm-hmm. For a 21-year-old, it's crazy, but I feel like I want to be up there, up there. Yeah. So if I can't go buy this three times more, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. If I can't go do that three times more, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I I always tell my partners, we can wait to pop it, bro. We don't got to do it right now. Because if we do it right now, we won't, only thing we're going to do is go broke. Yep. And we not, I'm not going broke for nobody on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to flex in front. I don't give a damn. I know... When I go to sleep at night, I'm comfortable with what I got in my pocket. And I'm damn sure great. I'm comfortable, financially stable. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we're gonna let I say we're gonna let them niggas do their thing, bro. Let them let them do it. Just that longevity game. Watching Come a couple on. of years. Yeah. Come on, give it five years, bro. Let's see where they at. And let's mm-hmm. see where I'm gonna be at. They I'm like, God damn, this nigga, <laughs> this nigga's 20, 24, 25. Shit. You got all these cars, you got this big ass crib. Yeah, nigga. Cause I I, I waited it out. Mm-hmm. I can wait. Because if I do all that now, it's like, shit, you going to go broke. I got to work extra hard now. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with the apartment I got. I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? Everything else is cool. It's hard to get that mindset into. I'm 32. Yeah. It just, I talk to a lot of young people sometimes. I'm the person, like, in my circles of where my phone will go off the hook with folks calling me about this issue, that issue, this and that. It's just I built myself up to, one, being a mindset of progression, being a mindset of I want my future to be great and not... I'm not trying to be working all my life for even for myself like that. I want to be right. able to sit back on last and just I'm pointing this, 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 and that. But for a young person to understand that, like, bro, let's just lock in now. So, because uh, to me, it matters later on in life. Like right yeah. now, when you're young, you got so many mistakes you're going to make. You got money you're going to try to invest here and there. It may not work out. But understanding that sacrifice is key. But it's just so hard to drill that in, no, you ain't lying. in the youth's head. Because it's just like, when I was young, of course, it's cliche to say, everybody older, you're going to tell in your ear, like, hey, man, do what you got to do now so you can be good later. But it's hard to understand that. But now Should I, I get it, now? bro. <laughs> Should I know now? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, like, I know now. Yeah, it's, it's I, I just, what do you think is the key to to get the younger generation to understand that because it, it's tough. I, I can preach it all day, all I feel long. Like it's but, hard now. Uh-huh. They got social media, mm. so social media is normalizing this gangster shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? So they think they got to be a gangster to go get a bag. Mm. So they normalizing this shit and it's bad. Like I literally had to just tell my little brother. My my little brother been locked up since he was thirteen. He, he just got out when he was nineteen. I just had to go bail him out two weeks ago, and I when I went to go, I told him he called me. I said, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking through this county. Everybody got a weed and gun charge, nigga. They can bond getting denied, bro. Mm-hmm. You might not get out. I was like, shit, you went, you took your ass to that racist county and got locked up. I didn't make you go there. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, if I get the money, you gonna come get me? I said, I'll think about it. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it, bro. Because I told you, you get locked up again, I'm not fucking with you no more. Period. Mm-hmm. I told you that. I'm done with jail calls. I'm not fucking with you no more if you get locked up. Cool. I did. I prayed that night time. I said, hope, I hope the judge give me because literally nobody, everybody on that bitch that had a gun or we charge, bond got denied. Damn. So I was like, I prayed, woke up next morning, called me, he's like, I got a bond, bond, 18,000. Got to pay 10% of that, 1,800. Mm-hmm. 
He said, can you come get me by 12 o'clock? I said, no. <laughs> I said, I bet that when I get up there. Probably going to be later on tonight, around 7, 8 o'clock. Just sit. Think. Think about what you did. Think about what you did, because I already told you. Think about what you did. Yes. So around like 7, 8 o'clock, I, I, I want to go pick him up. So as soon as they let him out, he was laughing. I said, bro, I'm not fucking with you, bro. Like, I'm not fucking with you. Like, and I gave him a whole speech on the way back to his squad. I took him back to Albany State. I gave him a whole speech on the way back there. And nigga, this ain't it, bro. Period. Like, you getting locked up, bro, this ain't it. You're 21. He's the youngest. He's the, he's the youngest because my dad got six kids. So he's the youngest. I'm the second youngest. Mm-hmm. So like I told him, I said, bro, am I, am, am, am I out here doing gangster shit? Am I out here doing the shit you're doing? Nah, all right then. It's, it's, it's a t- it's, you don't have to do that to get a bag, bro. You don't have to do that shit. So for you to be trying to run around here doing all this shit is it's pointless, bro. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to get a bag? Do you want to mm-hmm. be laid up with niggas all day or do you want to be around females? Which one you want to do? You want to be told what to do? So I'm telling them, I'm telling them, I'm telling them. I said, what are you selling weed for? Tell me why. To get some money. Nah, it's different ways. Let me teach you how to get some money, bro. Went back to Albany. He sent me a picture. He poured all the weed in the toilet. I said, flush that shit. He flushed it. He said, I'm ready to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Shit, let's do it. If 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 you're going to learn for real, learn for real. I don't got time to play around. Mm-hmm. So as a big brother, knowing we both lost a big brother, I'm on his ass. Mm-hmm. And like people were saying, why you going so hard? You mean, I'm not mean. That's not me being mean. That's him being already being locked up from 13 to 19. That means you got out. You ain't learned shit. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you getting locked back up. Now what? Now what if the judge would have uh, would have denied your bond? Now you sitting in Lamar County, looking looking like a dumbass because you want to be fast and move too quick. So no, your ass gonna sit in there until I feel like come to get you. Now you now you decide to learn. Now we gonna learn. Mm-hmm. Like I, I call him every morning. What you doing? Chilling. You, shit. You smoking? Yeah, I did. Cool. I don't care if you smoke. It's life. Mm-hmm. But don't sell it. You attracting the police either way Face. it goes. Just smoke. Cool. You don't have to sell it. Just smoke. I can show you how to get a bag. Just don't sell it. Just be cool. Just go to school, graduate, get out, and I can show you everything. I'm going to show you everything while you're in there, but just do, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, they normalizing this shit, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. So you really can't tell young niggas nothing right now. Cause it's like they got all these rappers, so it's like it's fucking them just up. Just about to ask you that, how you feel about how to, how rap music is impacting the youth right now? I mean, now? if 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 they let rap music affect them, they just dumb as hell. Yeah, period. You just retarded because the shit's not real. So if you let that affect you, you're you're just retarded. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro, be for real. But it's like just they just think that shit cool because they see. I'm saying everybody else doing it. They see the hood niggas getting a bag. Mm-hmm. Think that's the only way. Nah, you you don't know how they. You don't know if they running from. It just. I feel like living like a regular person. We ain't got to worry about nothing. You can just sit and chill, lay back. I feel like that's the life to live. Mm-hmm. Rather than shit, police right there. Shit, I don't got time for all that shit, bro. I love living a boring life. You bro. feel me? <laughs> I don't got time for all that shit. I don't, I don't worry about the police behind me. Shit, pull me over. Everything here is everything here is legal. Mm-hmm. Car legal, gun legal, what? You want my gun license? He go off. So I don't mm-hmm. really get. I don't care. I don't. The police is regular people to me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like I feel like it's no. I get a lot of young young people that hit my DM and want to learn trucking, mm-hmm. and I tell them, "How do you? It between ages nineteen through twenty that I teach for free. Mm. Only reason why you could have did you you could have been here doing anything else, but you decided to hit me up, and ask me to teach you about trucking, and then mm-hmm. you beg me. So then you tell me you don't have the money. I really teach you." Cause you could be, I don't want you out here going to rob nobody, go to jail or die. So I'd rather just teach you this shit for free. 
now if I teach you this shit for free and help you do everything, I want you, to, you don't have to pay me back. Mm-hmm. Pay me back by actually getting your truck <clears throat> and starting a business. So therefore, I don't, I feel like it's, it, it'd be hard trying to get young people to actually yeah. get on that tip. Like I said, everybody want to be a street nigga. Everybody want to rap or shoot them up, bang, bang. It's know? that popcorn society now, daughter. Everybody wants shit overnight. And it's just, and it's, and it's like, <clears throat> and I agree with you, right? If you believe in that, you just crazy. But then it's crazy. like sometimes when rappers get asked these questions as far as, oh, do you feel your music is affecting the youth? And they always just want to say, well, either, now, nah, one, you got to blame the parents for not censoring whatever they child listening to and this and that. But it's like, you got to understand, right? It's 2023. The access to shit is totally different. So you Way really can't feel to that. But it's just in the state of rap or hip hop period in music, back then when it started, artists were doing it to storytelling about stuff they were actually doing. You yeah. can't, that never stopped. So they was telling the truth about what was really going on, but it kind of just evolved into I'm just going to say either cap about it or just they always want to say, oh, it's entertainment, so I want to entertain you. But yeah. you can't take away that the root of it was I'm storytelling about my trials, my tribulations, my trauma. So these kids are still thinking that, oh, that, this artist is sitting here way. telling them stories. And it's true, but it's just like responsibility got to be held somewhere. And I'm hearing, um, what's the guy's name? I think it's D1, the dude from uh, Louisiana, how he was calling out Rick Ross and Meek Mill. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I, I I agree with what he's saying. He was just pretty much saying is that, okay, me, you were sitting here being the face of prison reform and X, Y, and Z and this and that, but a week ago, y'all dropping mix as an album, glorifying. Meek me, 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 me Mill different, though. Meek mm-hmm. Mill rap, you learn something. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Meek Mill is one of them rappers, when you turn him on, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He done said a whole life changing in literally two verses. Mm-hmm. So Meek Mill is really like, I, okay, you talk about shooting my main main time. Yeah. Now, but if you really want to listen to Meek Mill, you got to listen to Meek dive Mill. Dive in, open your ears you up. You got to dive and in. I, and I respect it. You I respect it. to Meek Mill. Now, everybody else I can't say. Yeah. Because like, I listen to like, I listen to new rap, but I listen to old rap. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? But Meek Mill is one of the ones where you just got to dive in and listen. So I feel like, I feel like, I feel like if the young niggas listen to this shit and take it and run with it, they just... Fucking retarded. Yeah. Period. I'm sorry. There's a thin line between just being delusional and just understanding like, yeah, man, bro, these these folk really out here doing how are they just walking around the street every day. Come on, man. Like be get, for real. Yeah, getting away with all of this and that. Like, but it's it's a tough thing. To say. It's, I'm not giving up on the youth. No, there's always I'm never giving up yeah. on the youth. No, I'm never I'm really trying to I'm really like trying to kick my foot in that kick my foot in the door. I'm trying to get in the juvenile. Mm. But it's a hard process, but I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get in there. It's going in there, like teaching classes and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I'm trying to. But I got to hook you up. My dude, I had the interview with a guy. Um, He he was sentenced to 86 years in prison, but God, uh, t- right. He Shit. um he got he was uh doing a string of like bank robberies and whatnot. But he was he been in the system since he was like 13 in and out. But the first time he got in, it was because he was somebody called him up. He was getting out in the gang in California and shit. He went out and shot at him, but they ran inside of a house. He, he still... He, he, he's out? Yeah. He's out. He mm-hmm. was shooting at the house. It was women and baby in the house. They locked him up then. He got... Boy, while he was in there, they was one of his homies was just like, shit, we robbing banks now. So once you get out, shit, let's do it. He got out, start robbing banks, got locked back up. They gave him 86 years, shit. but it was a law that was passed to um, kind of lessen his sentence. And then he had served... 25 or 26 plus already, but nonetheless, he got out. But now, 
or that's what he do. He's in prisons now, teaching classes as far as. See, I don't want to go to prisons. Like, well, I mean, I'm sorry, I mean juvenile. juvenile. Yeah, I want to go to juvenile. Yeah, he, yeah you need, you need. Yeah, he's he, he's looking to connect yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, His story I, I is, really, is, I really want to go to them juvenile. I've been. It's so hard, but it's like me going to a prison or the, or like a county jail. Mm-hmm. Pointless. These niggas grown as fuck. They yeah. not gonna listen to me. They stuck in their ways like, right there. Mm-hmm. Some older niggas don't want to listen to the young people. Like, mm-hmm. I literally had somebody text me on TikTok or comedy my videos. Like, I'm not finna learn. I'm not finna learn trucking from a two to one year old, mm-hmm. bro. That's if I show these bass statements, you don't want to learn from me. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> give you the game. I know it, mm-hmm. so listen to me. I'm trying to, but. I, I ain't even respond. I just, well, I did. I put LOL. <laughs> As you like, should, like, come on, bro. Okay. Yeah, man. But I'm going to definitely hook you up, Um, tell him about you and get passed on his info. But yeah. just uh, switch gears real quick, right? So we get into the business. So when you first um started in trucking, so just for somebody who may be watching, right, kind of break down how you got into it, like what it takes to, one, sustain that business, and also just the, the process and procedures to kind of get into that realm without, just however much you can tell without, you know, giving yourself away. No, 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 I give all the game. I say learn it first. Like, you got to learn this trucking game. I see people post it and make it look good, but mm-hmm. they got to see the actual behind the scenes of this shit. It, it, it gets wicked. It gets like, damn, I want to sell my truck. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, when I first got into it, I wanted to sell my truck because, like, I didn't know what I was doing for real. Mm-hmm. But I started watching videos. Uh, Alex Good Energy, I watched his videos. Mm-hmm. He was helping me out. You feel me? So it's like, learn it, please, because it's, it's get a mentor. Not saying it got to be me, but get a mentor. Because mm-hmm. it's somebody that's going to walk you through it and help you. So the people I teach, I walk. I got real results. So nine, I say 75 to 80% of the people that come through me get a truck. Mm. The right way, cause I the steps I give, I don't give them the long talk on. No, let's get the business. So I say learn it, and then too, my journey was my truck was a steal. Mm-hmm. So my truck was forty five thousand. You're not gonna find an eighteen with forty five thousand. Mm. It wasn't that though. It was seventy five. But he was trying to sell it for that much. I told him I wasn't buying it for that much. It had one point seven million miles on it. I was gonna have to redo the whole engine. I was gonna have to do a lot of shit to that truck. Mm. So I told him you're not gonna sell the truck for that much with that many miles on it. And he didn't believe me, but hey, I'm a twenty. I'm a twenty. I'm twenty one. I'm twenty at the time. So of course he thought you know what I was talking about. I'm gonna buy the truck, bro. I gave my number. I said, give me a call. If nobody buy it. Cool. Two weeks went past. He called me, bro. I take the forty five. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. Yeah. I bought the truck from that day. My truck sat for six months. Didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have nothing. I didn't have a LC. I didn't have nothing. Mind you, I just got out of prison, so I'm right trying to start a business. Cause I, but I also was still working a job after mm-hmm. after I left. After I bought the truck, I I was still was working a job. I was working at a warehouse. I was working at UPS. Mm-hmm. I never worked a full week at a job. I'm mm-hmm. calling off either Monday or Tuesday, or I'm fucking gonna call off the whole week. But out of out of Monday through Friday, I'm missing at least two days. Mm-hmm. Period. And, and then if I if if I don't go Friday, I'm not going Monday. I need my whole weekend because mm-hmm. I'm not a worker. You're not gonna work me. So it just, I just had to literally like learn trucking, like learn and learn and learn and learn, learn it to where like I'm up all night learning it. So now that I know it, like the back of my hand, I can do this shit in my sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can teach the world because it's it's not hard, but it's not easy. Everything is hard until you learn it. Fish. Once you learn it, it's just like, okay, I got it. You feel me? So, I mean, journey, the, the I do it for the love. I love trucks. Mm-hmm. 
I do it for the money too because it's great money. But yeah. I also love trucks. My granddad did it for forever. So I used to ride out of town with him mm-hmm. all the time. So I've always been around it. It's never it's, it's not new to me. It's not new to me at all. So I, I just I just say learn it, bro. Cause mm-hmm. it's like it's nothing to just jump into and think, oh yeah, I'm gonna make a hundred thousand in a year. Hell no. Is a learning curve hard? I mean, everything has a, you know, it's, it's I feel like, difficulties. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's, it, I won't say the learning curve is hard. You got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm giving you the blueprint. I'm I'm, And it's like, I don't move fast. If you tell me to slow down, that you don't get, I'll wait. I'll wait mm-hmm. on you. Cool. But it's just you got to pay attention. That's why I charge. Because people that don't pay, they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if, if you don't pay, you just going to sit around and lollygag. No, pay. Now you don't pay me five thousand. Now you're gonna sit here and listen to this because you right. want your five thousand back, <laughs> right? And you are gonna get it back. No, I never got a bad review on none with, with none of my mentees. Everybody mm-hmm. I talk straight up, and they got a truck. They making money, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just learn it. It's, it's just gotta learn it. I learned it at a young age too. Cause like I said, I saw my granddad do it. Mm-hmm. So when he stopped doing it, of course I started back playing football. I mean, I wasn't trying to do it at that young age, but mm-hmm. once I got older. I might well reverse back to something that I already know, which is trucks. Let me go get a truck. So mm-hmm. like now I'm on my second truck, but I'm I'm really done with trucks, buying trucks. Like I said, I got five more other businesses that I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like trucks is like Is that why you're not doing not buying no more trucks? Because they're no low? two trucks is no, nah, see I got contracts for for both of my trucks, mm-hmm. so I'm straight. So like around this time, no rates rates go down. So mm-hmm. folks want to sell their trucks and shit. So like trucking and shit do look bad right now, but mm-hmm. if you got contracts, you, you you're good. But it just two trucks is enough for me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that shit is a, it's a headache already. It's two is great. <laughs> I'm good. This that's that's a that's passive income that I don't mm-hmm. I don't drive. I don't have a CDL. You don't have to have a CDL to own a trucking company. You mm-hmm. hire a driver and sit back. Of course, you got to get a dispatcher if you wanted to get it if you want one. But me personally, I did use one for two months, but I extra out and went straight to the shipper. I rather mm-hmm. go straight to them folks rather than. Talking to this cut the middleman, cut the middleman straight out, man. <laughs> I learned how to book my own loads. Once I learned how to book my own loads, I drove with my driver and I go straight talk to the shipper. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I don't got time to pay her and then break everybody else off. Hell no, I'm paying my driver and I'm paying myself. Mm-hmm. Everybody else get is done for. So I mean, truck game is good. It's just like I said, two trucks is enough for me. I got. Four more shits that I'm doing. Yeah, like, so your banging probably got to yeah, go somewhere else. Because it's <laughs> passive, so. Outside of that trucking, outside of that one trucking business, I got an ebook, I got courses. So it's like shit. When people don't buy my ebook, they end up buying a course mm-hmm. or they end up buying my mentorship. They're leaving with something. Yeah. I don't beg people to buy. You want the ebook? Grab it. You want the course? Grab it. You want the mentorship? Grab it. I don't care. I'm still gonna make my money regardless. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, man. Yeah. And 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 all my receipts is on my Instagram. Proof mm-hmm. is definitely in the pudding, bro. I it's just that's just what it is. And I'm, yeah, people people pride so older people pride is so big. They don't want to learn from somebody young because they mm-hmm. think like he probably want a little boy me. No, my drivers know they work for me, but I don't treat them as workers. Yeah, we're all the team together. I treat them with respect. They treat me with respect. They they even teach me shit that I don't even know. They've been mm-hmm. driving for twenty five plus years. So when something go wrong, they be like, yeah, you know. This happened. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know what that was, bro. You so you teaching me shit. So I literally pay my drivers extra just because I appreciate them. I mm-hmm. make sure they, or I make sure the truck, everything's smooth, the bed so Like I had literally had to change one of the one of the mattress because it was too hard for him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was too hard. He didn't tell me until he to like, yo, bro, like like my back. Like I need 
Okay, man, I'm gonna buy you a brand new mattress, bro. Because without y'all, I wouldn't have run. Facts. I wouldn't be running. So I will. I appreciate y'all to death. So mm-hmm. I just appreciate my driver. And that's bro. what um I want to say because I learned that when I was watching Gary V a while ago. It's like every. Well, one, that's great leadership, what you're implementing right there. But it was like every leader uh, or CEO of a company got to understand, yeah, you may be the founder, the CEO, whatever it may be, but without these people who are working for you, you are are nothing. Nothing. Like, and you can't treat them like shit or treat them as, oh, you're just replaceable. If they may be replaceable, cool, but it's like- I don't think them niggas are replaceable. (laughs) Without yeah. them, what what do you have? Because you're not out here. You, say you ain't out here driving. You ain't out here picking up loads and dropping off loads. So you got to treat people with respect, with integrity, and just like, hey, slick like he was saying, I kind of work for you because I'm here to make sure you're straight. I'm here to make sure you got everything you need. So therefore, you won't either just up and leave or just be like, man, because word of mouth is kind of something like the best marketing. So if mm-hmm. somebody give you a... Man, working for Josh, man, bro, bro, the horrible. He ain't care about none besides getting yes, that bag. It was crazy. I my second driver, I took him from somebody. Mm. I ran. I put it on Indeed. I was looking for drivers with social media everywhere. He hit me up. Got on the phone with him. He was telling me the truck he was in didn't have a sleeper in the back. Mm. He had to wait for his 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 boss to give him gas. Like wait, like he had to sit and wait for the. Like for his boss to send money for gas. Mm. So he was really a shithole. And he was going through Florida. He was sitting in Florida waiting for loads. Florida's the worst place to get loads from mm. for trucks. Why it's, so? it's nothing, it's nothing there. Damn. Shit is is bullshit. So he was I was telling him, like, I'm sitting in Florida right now. <laughs> I was like, bro, how much he how much he's paying you? He told me. I said, that's all. I said, bro, I, I give you 25%, 25-30. I said, if you if I said, if you leave that truck Monday, take it back to him, I'll hire you. He came straight to me. He been with me ever since then. Right, right. They they want feeding them over. I'm feeding them over here. Mm-hmm. He love it. So I call my drivers every morning. Yo, y'all boys great. Everything all right. Everything good, boss. Mm-hmm. Ooh, y'all boys have a good day. Call me if y'all need me. Right. That's it. That's it. It's just I treat them with respect. They treat me. With, they know I'm young, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like yeah, y'all my drivers. Y'all got it. Nah, hell nah. I still yes sir them. They grown as hell. Yeah. Hey, they, they could be my dad. So, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cause they shit, they grown, bro. So I just treat them right, and they treat me right. Mm-hmm. We, we making a bag together, all three of us. That team, they say teamwork make the dream work, yeah. and it's good that you doing that. Cause at least you knowing, like, bro, I ain't about to try to hear and shit on y'all. Cause uh, the average probably young dude doing that, like, man, I'm younger than y'all, making most of his money. Yeah. Y'all ain't nothing. Like, do what I tell y'all to do. Yeah, and the tables gonna turn quick mm-hmm. as hell too. <clears throat> I just treat everybody right. Mm-hmm. Everybody get treated the same way. That me first. Facts, man. Everybody get treated the same way. But within the, the trucking business, right? So just what are some of the um the growing pains with owning the truck as far as whether it may break down, this and that? So what are some of the, the cons of having it that may make want somebody want to quit trucking? Maintenance and when the rates drop. Mm-hmm. And when that fuel go up. Mm-hmm. Them the three right there. Because mm-hmm. when, when the maintenance kick your ass, it's like, Damn, what, what, am, what am I going to do? Yeah. That's why I got it set up where I tell all my mentees, have three accounts, bro. Have a checking account for your actual everyday spending. Mm-hmm. Have a maintenance account for your trucks. And then on the back end, just have a savings account for wherever you want. I don't know what, what, what the hell you want to do with it. Just have that. Mm-hmm. So when you do get money for a load, put half of that shit. Pay your driver first. Put half of that check inside that maintenance account. And the rest is for your everyday spending on your mm-hmm. life, however you want to do it. 
But that maintenance come first. So when my trucks come back, I have my mechanic go to the truck yard and check on both of my trucks every time. Mm. I don't want to send my truck back out and it break down. I'd rather get everything checked out while it's in Atlanta, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like maintenance, fuel, and low rates, that's when people want to sell their trucks. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't sell your trucks. If, if it's broke now, who, who, who the fuck going to buy it? Facts. You feel me? Cause so you're going to spend, and it's like, damn, I got $2,000 worth of maintenance. I, 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 don't, I don't have it. Why don't you have it? Everything's in one account. So you just spending, spending, spending. Now that like you got a lot of money, where really you don't, mm-hmm. it's really supposed to be separated. And I learned that from, because when I did it, I went broke because I was spending, spending, spending. Nah, separate this shit. Mm-hmm. This is for maintenance. So when I take it out and go buy shit, I'm not hurting for nothing because mm-hmm. that's what this account is for. It's for my maintenance money. It's not for nothing else. I still have a checking. I still have a life savings. I got damn five bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Shit. This is for my maintenance account. This is yeah. my maintenance right here. This is what this is for. So I will go swipe my card. And walk out that motherfucker smiling. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's for. That's this, this is what this account is for. Mm-hmm. But I I bought tires. So when my wheels do pop, I bought hella tires. Just to have some on standby? So I yeah. don't have to go buy some more. That's so smart. I bought hella tires. So like I said, every time my truck come, I get them, I get my mechanic go down there, check them before they go back out. How often time. they pop? Well, how often does it? It depends. Yeah. It just depends. Like I, I ain't a cap. I used to, my my whole trucking journey, I probably had, I didn't have that many flat tires. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. It really depends. It's like a car. Like, yeah. It's like a car. So Either you hit a nail or something, yeah. just one of the random moments, but it's at least you prepare for no, it. That, that's prepared. smart, bro. I'm definitely prepared because it's like, shit, I'd rather be prepared than get there and be like, damn, now I got to go find some tires. Yeah. You know, shit's right in the truck yard, bro. Go over here to put them on, y'all. Boy, get it rolling. What's the longest one in your trucks been out the road? So, like, what's the longest one been out the road? And then just education about that, what is the cost of that? Like, the longer it's out the road, like, how, how much can that cost? Like, you, or you may be losing until you get it back on road. The longest it, that my <clears> truck, <throat> er, like, ever sat mm-hmm. was for six months when I first got them. Oh, when you first got them? For six months. Man, ever since then, them things been gone. Oh, hell yeah. I make sure <laughs> that. I make sure that only because, bro, I... I I went through the stage where it was like low rates, and mm-hmm. shit, so I saw the money. Now that I got, now that I got dedicated lanes, it's like cool. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Yeah, I know, I know what it is now. So I know how like shit. The rates is like can go up and can can go down. It just it depends on the economy, bro. So mm-hmm. it's like it depends. It's just like I feel like six months was too long for me though. God's like I just spent forty five on this truck. I'm trying to make that back. You feel me? Like that's forty five money. That's that, that that's forty five thousand. I was been saving literally, literally since middle school. Sheesh. And I was just middle school dead ass. Like I was literally like selling everything, anything, any new Jordans, anything that I had. I was selling the shit. Mm. I want it gone. Like, I don't care about this shit. I wanted everything gone. <laughs> it was to the point where I was like, I wanted all this shit gone, dead ass. And when I got to high school. I I used to go on like college visits, so I used to get the gloves and sell it and sell it back to the young niggas. Like. Mm. Like, I was just selling shit. I never did nothing illegal, though, ever in my life. You had an entrepreneurial spirit since you was a Hell shit, yeah. man. I always had that boss mentality of working for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't like working for nobody. Mm-hmm. I can't, this shit is hard. I don't like getting told what to do. So mm-hmm. you telling me to go unload a truck, nigga, you making $2 more over me. You got, you walk around this bitch with a microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn. No, I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. I literally quit my last job. I, got, I still got the check on my phone, $10.30. Damn. I went to the back room. I saw the pallets that I saw the pallets that I had to condense. I said, "Oh hell no, 
Mm. I walked right out and drove home. Manager was calling me. I'm not answering the phone. Y'all can fuck around fire me for all I care. Yeah. They see me a check for ten dollars and thirty cents. I still got the check in my phone. I ain't never worked a job again since that day. That shit was dead. And that's what I hate about it, bro. It's like I I of course say I had to work. So growing up, I worked plenty of jobs, but yeah, it's just too. the fact that and it, it still I don't I don't know if it say that hurt me, but like when I hear my siblings or parents or somebody say, Hey y'all, let's go on here or there. I can't, I gotta work, I gotta put in and take off. It's just yeah, like that shit bro, blow me. I hate that. That shit blow me. I just, I just asked somebody. I said, "Hey, y'all want to go on a cruise for my birthday?" Mm-hmm. It was like, "That's too many. I gotta take off work." I said, "Oh fuck no, there's no way. Why should I have to ask you? Can I take off work?" Like, I feel like, I, like I listen to a lot of inspirational shit. One thing that said in my mind, Floyd said, "We work." Well, he said we grind to go to sleep when we want to wake up when we want to. Mm-hmm. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I want to go to sleep. If I want to go to sleep at 6 in the morning, wake up at 3 o'clock, let, let me do it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Still be finna, straight. I'm not finna sit there and work a job, bro. I, I did it. for I did it, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Like, with a passion. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I wish it's almost 5 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, break, only 15 minutes. Do I like a slave? Hell That's no. what it's pretty much what it is, man. I couldn't do it. It's just having an entrepreneur mindset and mm-hmm. trying to work a job is, is bad because you're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Or quit. You're going to get or quit. And it was like I told you, it was days where I would go to work. I was working a job. Uh, it was called So Too Food. But I was working at another warehouse job. It was it was for clothes. I forgot what it was called. I was working from 2 o'clock, but it was 2 o'clock till. Didn't have any time. Damn. Day. It was it was ending until when like whenever we was done with all the trucks. So literally, I used to day would be like two days out of week. I never come or I go do, during the lunch break. I I eat something and I go back. I'm like I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I tell I tell I tell man like bro I don't feel good. And he was he was easy to get over. Yeah. Like, I don't feel good. He was like all right, bet go home and and come back tomorrow. Shit, nigga, you ain't seen me for the next three days, boy. Shit. You just don't know. Yeah. I'm done, nigga. I can't do it. Yeah, I cannot man. do the job. I cannot. That shit is so hard. Like my mom be like, "You going to work? No. Why ain't going to work? You got to pay your bills. All these bills, all these bills gonna get paid. I tell you. That's what happened. That mindset. Like, no matter what, it's gonna get. They done. gonna get paid. Yeah. Because I still, I, I still have money left over. I didn't just spend forty five k and just went broke. Mm-hmm. I still had money. I had credit cards and shit, so of course I was swiping my credit card. But I still had money, and I still had money for my other jobs. I don't just like I said, I save checks, save your money, it'll save you. So if I stack the money, I can pay my bills, bro. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's just I couldn't work a job. That shit is hard. It's it's that shit is hard. And especially if you don't have good leadership in that job. I was at um USPS for, and that was the well, that wasn't my shorter term on a job, but it was just because how I work, bro. When I when I do something, like my dad always had told me, I told me this one time, he was like. I was thinking I was washing the car or not. And of course, I wanted to go outside with the homies, play some basketball. And he was like, look, man, whenever you do something in life, whether it's for you or not, do it as if you was doing it for yourself. Like, do it to the capacity to where you know you'll be satisfied if you was washing your own car and you know how you want to do it. Basically, break your neck for them. Yeah, do it. Just just make sure that <laughs> it's like the, the quality, do it like that. So I took that. So when I do work or I had jobs, I used to bust my ass all the time. I can't. I can't have fast stuff when I do it. So I was at the post office and I just noticed, like, man, when I got there, everybody else pretty much kind of lazy. They've been there for a while, setting their ways, management show a favoritism. So I'm in here throwing all these down, Amazon packages, like, 
getting thrown. Oh, so I did that job too. Man, oh, so you unloading oh, on pallets? Oh, 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 yeah. I know. Oh, I know. Man. I, I worked on Amazon truck. I was a driver. <laughs> I know. My man, my manager used to call me like, slow down. Slow down. I'm trying to be done by three o'clock. Man, right. <laughs> but then it's, it's so crazy doing that shit. They started to give you more packages. Mm-hmm. More packages. So since y'all want to start giving me more packages, I'm damn sure gonna go. I'm damn sure gonna go slow now. Man, taking and, my time. Now I'm not getting out work to damn near five, six, seven, eight o'clock because mm-hmm. y'all giving me four, five hundred packages, <laughs> nigga. Like, all right, cool, bet. Chill. One day, I did that shit. I got off at nine. I said, yeah, they never seen me again. Mm-hmm. Never went back to Amazon. Shit, I couldn't. Yeah, do it. yeah. They'll take advantage of it. It was just I was going so hard. Now see, it was like I was one of maybe. One of about five men who actually worked in that warehouse. So the women was like, well, shit, Josh over here going crazy. So we're going to take a little 30 minutes, an hour, but it's the day by the hour noticing like. Yeah. They using you. Yeah. I'm like, wow. all right. So let me slow down. Then one wow. day I seen the manager was just told one girl just, I'll go ahead and take an hour. Just bring me some food back. So I'm like, ah, right, hell no. Nah. I went to the head, postmaster, like, look. I can't do it no more. But I did, I try to do it the right way, put it in two weeks' notice. But oh, you see, I didn't. To me. Yeah, I, I ain't. I, I didn't last two I, weeks. I, 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 I wasn't in the field this year. I'm not giving you two weeks. I'm yeah. gonna leave and never come. I'll fuck around and walk out in the middle of the shift and never come back. I was just stuck in the system. So I, was, I yeah. want you to. I want you to feel this shit. Yeah, man. I want you. I I want to work the belt line where I got to take all the boxes off. And everything falling on the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm in the car. I'm at the crib. Feet kicked up. They call him a phone. Nah, but I'm going yeah, to take advantage of this shit, bro. And, that, and it sucks when they do it because you just lost one, a good worker. If you could have took care of that, you never know who they could have motivated in the X, Y, and Z. But I was just like, you know what? It's over yeah. with. I'm going home and doing my own thing, yeah, man. Shit, but yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. But, you know, my granddad was trying to make me work a job. Mm-hmm. Like, he was real deal mad that. I don't put my family in my business. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I will never in life do it. Family members will never know what I do. Mm-hmm. My granddad didn't know what I was doing for a long time. He thought I was selling, literally, last month, he thought I was selling drugs. Mm. Dead ass for real. Damn. But, okay, you can think that because my bank statements was going to the cribs. He was seeing my, my bank account. Mm. Like, but, what is it, man? Don't worry, man. You, you got to be <laughs> Bro, it's like, how the hell I'm going to sell drugs? I don't even smoke. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me for a three five fuck around, give my whole zip. Damn, give more than <laughs> more than what they asked me for. So how the hell I'm gonna sell drugs? One, it just, but that's that's of course the old old school. They gonna think that's yeah. how. So his mindset was get a job, go to college, graduate, get a job. How many people that graduated college are finna graduate? DM me, bro. I'm finna graduate. I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you spent five four years. Doing school, you don't know what you want to do. And got all that debt by doing it for that you piece of paper. You don't, know what you, yeah. you don't know what you want to do. What the fuck? All right, mm-hmm. man. Lock in with me. Let's do trucking then. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's football players. Yo, bro, I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm going to the NFL, bro. I'm trying to learn trucking. I got an NFL nigga right now in my DM. Mm-hmm. For the Bengals. He played for the old line. Ask me, can he, can I teach him about trucking? Dead ass for real. <laughs> Dead ass for real. This is an industry. It's a being all industry. It's trucking will never die down. Mm-hmm. Without trucking, y'all won't have none of this yeah, shit. Yeah, this is key. I, one of my trucks for around probably done dropped some of this shit off. Yeah, I hope so, man. You feel me? Like without <laughs> without that, it's like we are never. We won't have none of this shit we got now. So mm-hmm. jumping into a being all industry is like, damn, I can really get a piece of that money. Mm-hmm. So everybody want to either drive or sit back like I do. Mm-hmm. But it's just to the point where I feel like. I don't think you gotta go to college. Yeah, I, I say fuck college. If if it was up to me, 
like if I ever have kids, give me give them that route. Yeah, I say the same. I was had that same. Um, my parents were the same structure. Like your granddad is go to school, college, job, work, make a living, retire, pull that pension. Yeah, or military. So it was just like when I do have kids, I'm not. Cause I seen. Luckily, when I did go to the service, it blessed me to where they paid off all my student loans. So it was just like it was good. Thank God. But seeing like a lot of my friends, they got them degrees getting cobwebs. They're not even in the industry that they went to school for. So it was just they working at a I'm saying warehouse. Oh, yeah, I graduated from Dynam, Jackson State. Mm -hmm. I thought you in a warehouse job, bro. You wasted four years for what? Man, just to sit, just to sit and learn and party, man. Fuck that. I'm and not the best that. way to learn is by trial and error. Go out here and get your, get your feet wet and get, and and get your hand dirty. Now everybody isn't meant to run a business, mm -hmm. but I feel like try it. Yeah, you know, do the easy shit. Or if not, if you're gonna go to college, I feel like go for something that really you need to go to college for. Mm -hmm. You need to, if you trying to go to college for fucking. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I like, don't know what you go, go there for law for. school to be a lawyer. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what you go to college for because I ain't no cap. When I was in college, I never touched a classroom. Mm -hmm. When I, I was up there for football, literally, I went up there during COVID. We didn't have class in person yeah. class. We had stuff on on the phone. I never did no work. I always sent it to a person back in Atlanta, and she did my work for me. Damn. And I paid her every time. I never did no work. I passed all my tests, exams, everything. Pay her every time. I'm not doing no fuck. I came here to play football, mm -hmm. not do work. Even went to even when I left and went to school in California, I never registered for no classes. Mm. So I really couldn't even get on the field for real because I didn't have no classes. But I was at the point where when I got up there, I was already in an entrepreneur mindset. Mm -hmm. of, I'm not trying to play football no more. She's boring now. I feel like I knew if if I stopped playing football, I can go back home and start a business and be okay. Mm -hmm. I I knew it was certain niggas I didn't knew if they didn't make it in football, they go back home. They don't have shit. I knew if I stopped playing football, I can go back home and do something with my life. Mm -hmm. I, like say, I, I'm, I don't have a bad life. You feel me? So I'll be okay. But that's why that that's what drove me to. Yeah, I'm not playing this shit. Shit yeah. boring. Like it's, it's at that at that point, it came a job. Mm -hmm. It's a job. I can't travel. I can't do shit. From nine a.m. to damn near six p.m., I'm in football practice. I don't want to be around these niggas all day. Mm -hmm. I don't even like these niggas for real. I had my friend Matt Brown. He did, he was blessed to get to the NFL, but I was asking him, like, bro, so what does that day to day look like? And when he broke it down, it's like, that shit, bro, your life. But Juco, I say community college mm -hmm. will introduce you to the most realest, genuine people mm -hmm. ever in life. I met two twins, Diablo and Diallo. Mm -hmm. They live in St. Louis. When I tell you, I met them niggas, bro. Still to this day, I talk to them every day. Love them to death. Mm. Like them, like my that's the, them, like my brothers. I never had before. Yeah. Like <laughs> as soon as we met, we was connected on some cr like crazy. Like I talked to them still. Like literally, I talk to them every Gotta day. Have like, some fuck like that in your corner. You feel me? Like and I like they, they come to Atlanta. I'm going to St. Louis. I don't know when, but I'm going up there. Mm -hmm. Like you will meet the most realest people in JUCO because y'all all go come from the same background. Yeah, all from different states. So. I never knew nothing about St. Louis. They broke it down to me, telling me I'm telling about Atlanta. Cool, we just chopping up. We got the same similarities, and they, and they twin brothers. You feel me? So when I met them, I'm like, damn, these some real genuine, thorough niggas, bro. I, I fuck with them. They mm -hmm. like they cool. That's hard to come out of nowadays, real man. Hard, Very rare. rare. You know what I'm saying? If I never went to that juke, I never met them. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I met them. That was number God. I'm glad I met them because like they, 
Like when I when I go where I need to go, mm-hmm. they're definitely coming with me. Yeah. Even still to this day, I hit them up. Like, y'all mm-hmm. boys all right. Y'all boy needs though. Yeah, boy, it's great. Like I love that mindset. I, I, love, I love them boys, like for real. Like they're like them boys I, brothers I never had before. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you real. agree with uh because you said like um whenever you get where you need to go, they come with you. So do you agree with I tell people all the time, like your hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. Somebody else's blessing is attached to what you're doing. Like they not, they're not meant to be the entrepreneur, be the leader. Like they may just still either working a regular job, just going through life regular, yeah. but their blessing is waiting for you to do what you gotta do. Do you believe in that? Depends on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, it, hence if the relationship is like how, how they solid for you, like those kind of hey, people, not yeah. not like leeches or nothing like that. Hey, like just yeah. solid individuals, hey, though. Yes. Yeah. If I go make a million dollars tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask them, hey, what y'all boys want? Yeah. Dead ass for real. Mm-hmm. That's just period. Like, that is what it is. If yeah. they working there, like they both play football in college right now. So what y'all boys want? Period. That's just what it's gonna be. Yeah. That's what all my partners though. Mm-hmm. Like, if if I feel like it take one person to kick the door down, that's and let all everybody else come in. But we not bringing in no leeches or nobody. We ain't bringing in no niggas that just not doing shit. Now if you mm-hmm. just working a regular job, or <laughs> me and you. Okay, you you work at UPS, but you making a living though. Like you doing your thing, I make it. Hey, right, bro, you quit your job. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this shit. Cool. It took me to kick the door down for you to come in and handle your business. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Now, if you already got a business, that's like with Josh, he already got a business, he got a clothing line. Shit going crazy. Mm-hmm. Cool. I make it first. Whoever I done kicked the door down. Now, hey, clothing line is all on the floor. Elevating that you thing. You feel me? Yeah. Everybody wear these clothes. This is. You know what I'm saying? Promote it, get it out there. Even though everybody already wear this shit, we gonna get out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's just like shit. It take one person to keep the door down for That's all it. the bros to come in and do their thing. So I feel like my I got a big heart. I want to take care of everybody. I want to make sure everybody's great. Mm-hmm. So if that's me sacrificing a little bit of money to make sure they all right, I do that. So what are the cons of that? Because I say the same about myself. My heart got me in trouble so many times. My but... heart got me fucked up. <laughs> My heart got me for like, like, man, it but depends. it's hard still not it's to hard. do it, it's, though, bro. It's like, all right, so I'm not going to say it. I say it. A lot of people ask me for stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's to a point where I do give it. But if, I, if I'm if i going to give it and you tell me, let me borrow and I'm going to give it back, I'm expecting for my shit back. Yeah. I'm not going to hit your phone and tell you you owe me money, but you know what you owe me because you didn't give it back. Cause like, like you tell me. So once you ask me again, guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to respond. I'm going to leave your ass on red. Mm-hmm. Asking me for money but already on me is crazy. You feel Very me? much so, bro. You feel me? So like my partner, Tommy, told me he has an account where he just sits money in there. And whoever asks for money, he give it to him. Mm-hmm. And, if he, and then if he, you don't send it back, you will never get it again. Yeah. So you burnt the bridge. You feel me? But I feel like I'm not. I'm done giving money because I'm teaching you how to beg. I'm teaching you. I'm giving you fish. Hand I want outs, you to learn yeah. how to fish. I rather, I, I rather you learn than me give it to you. So, I, I'm not. I ran out of favors. Mm-hmm. My answer is no. From, from the last week till the day I die. Was it a situation that got you that way, or, yes. you, or you just switched yes. your mind? <laughs> yes. Say <laughs> so it's always yes. somewhere. <laughs> somebody burnt the fucking bridge and it, it blew it. Okay, it fucked everybody up. I'm sorry. It is what it is. And no, I'm not doing it. Nobody gonna ask me for nothing. You gotta be one, you gotta be one of my main, main, main men. Yeah. And you fucked up and like say PSA, times. just in case y'all Man, wonder. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna leave you on red, bro. Yeah. Like, it just like me having a big heart done fucked me up. So cause I'm really I'm willing to help 
Mm-hmm. Like I can meet a girl and I just can see she can probably be faking. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna start being able to do this. My dumb ass will <laughs> help her do the whole business, invest in some motion. She run out. Like I done went through that a couple. Th- I done went through that one time. Like, I just did as met a girl. It was it was a while back. Met a girl. And, you know, she was. I want to start being. We, we talking up talking. We it seemed genuine. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I done helped her get the like everything funding and some other shit. And my dumb ass said, "You ain't got to use your funding money. I put I put twenty five hundred into your shit. Put twenty five hundred. She started going crazy. She got there, ran out on the nigga. I said, shit. shit. <laughs> but get what though? It's like it's just the guy with God. You got to go through the line. Like, yeah. saying you got to chill, bro, because like, I was always wanting to help. But now, I'm not helping nobody for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to help you do what you got to do, but I'm not investing in your ass. Cause there ain't nothing wrong with it either. It just ran off on me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, my heart did get me into some fucked up situations, yeah. but it's just, I don't know, bro. I just have my heart said, so I want to help. Bro. If I can help the world, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I think like, we got the same name for a reason, yeah, bro. Because that like, shit make me, it makes me smell like knowing... Like anything, even though I think it's, I can't remember what verse it is in the Bible, but it's like you see somebody homeless, give to that brother or sister in need. It's not your responsibility to worry about what they do with that. It's just help them out. That's to, a fact. That's a few right though. You absolutely right. I would. I was at the light the other day. I gave a homeless. I had hundred dollars in my pocket. I gave him, I gave him five. Mm-hmm. I had hundred dollars in twenties. Mm-hmm. But I had a five dollar bill there too. I gave him five. I thought about it. I did a whole U turn. Mm. And just gave him the rest of the money. Mm. I don't give a damn what he do with this shit. He needed more than me. Yep. I'm gonna go into a warm room. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I do what I do. Like last year, me and my partners, uh, Tommy and Kyle, we did a big ass Christmas drive for the kids. We had over two thousand toys. We had mm. horseback riding. We had all the animals inside the gym. This year, matter of fact, this Sunday, me and my uh, partner Roger Jones, he played for the Steelers. Uh, we doing a turkey drive mm. down here in in Atlanta. I just feel like giving back is like, it made me feel good. Like, damn. There's no better feeling, bro. You feel me? And it's like, and I'm not looking for it as a blessing to come back. I just feel like they ain't got no family. Mm -hmm. If I can feed them, I'm cool with it. I spend my last to feed these folks because they don't got it. I don't care what they do. We don't give a damn. If I get a nigga $100, he want to go buy some crap. Mm -hmm. I gave him my money. What he did with it is not my problem. That's between him and God from their own out. It's not my problem. But it's like, I just got. I just like helping people. Like I like helping people, but I feel like my mindset now is the reason why. Like I don't probably got a girlfriend. Cause, like, yeah. I don't. Everybody' intentions is not pure and genuine. So you think young, like not saying scars, but one the lad chick who did X, Y, and Z. You think you just your mindset? You nah, just not into nah, it. Nah, it just no. Nah, that shit. It didn't make me mad. It mm-hmm. was just like okay, fuck it, take my lick. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I just ain't never found like. A real like genuine, genuine, genuine yeah. girl. Like it's you know, hard nowadays. Yeah, it's, then it's like my 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 trauma. You gotta really like be able to put up with what I like, cause my mood swing change through the day. Mm. I don't like to be up underneath you all day. My mind is racing with business and shit I gotta do. So you wanna lay up? I can't lay up twenty four seven. Or you wanna bother me? I'm not in the mood. I'm telling you I'm not in the mood, but you still wanna bother me. Mm-hmm. Mate is gonna piss me off. I don't like being touched all the time. Stop touching me. So it's like you gotta be able to put up with what I come with. Yeah. And most girls don't wanna put up with it, but it's like shit on the on the back end part, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna mm-hmm. we gonna we building a legacy together at this young age. So I feel like I'll wait 
Like I can catch a vibe, and, like we can be yeah. cool, like we can, you know what I'm saying, kick it, go out on a date, eat, chill, travel, and let it turn into what it turned into. But me actually going out there, like, yeah, hey girl, what you, no, fuck no. Like, it's like when you, um, I guess, from a female's perspective, when you dating a, I don't know how it is from, from when a woman is in that higher sand, but when you dating a guy who's an entrepreneur, you can't have both. It's like if you want me to sit here and give you all this, I mean, yes, you're gonna get the attention, the love, and affection, but. When you're trying to build something, you got to be locked in and understand what I'm doing right now is for us to do a lot more of this later, later on. on. You feel Yeah, me? I can't do it both right. You got to eat. It's a gotta, balance. It's yeah. a balance. You got to have a balance. So it's like, shit, you want me to lay up with you or you want me to do this? Mm-hmm. You want me to, like, it's a balance I, that we got to Because you're asking for, let's go on vacation. I'm, I, your, all your hopes and dreams you keep saying to me, but you got to. In order to get that to bring it to fruition, I got to be locked in over here. But then I dated a girl from seventh grade until 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've been in a relationship my whole fucking life. Yeah. But now that I got out of it, I'm, of course, I done did my here and there things. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> but like now, the, like the person I am now as 21 and matured for real, for real, not really looking for hella females. Mm-hmm. I can get one good genuine girl that understands me that can actually Yeah, you done mature, we, bro. We, have, we really have a ball, we really have fun. If you can actually like I don't care what I want I wanna see what you can do for us. I don't mm-hmm. care what you do for me, what you do for us. Mm-hmm. So if one day if I say hey, I'm not able to pick I'm not able to answer this phone call right now, can you would you be able to pick up my business phone and answer it for me? Mm-hmm. If I tell you, Hey, I need you to call my mechanic, tell me I need this, hey, I need you to invoice this person. If you can't do that, it's nowhere because you're hired as my assistant without me even telling you. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do this. Or if I tell you, yeah, I'm gonna do a podcast. Well, babe, I think that's what you should talk about. Oh, I think that's what you should do. Or if you can't give me feedback on my shit, it's like what the well, you, you know, add into this legacy, you, man. You, 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 yeah, you feel me? Now I can say once we get the ball, yeah, she helped me with this. She helped me blase blase. If I can't, if if you just gonna sit around and leech and nah, I just like I feel like, and I'm gonna help you start whatever you wanna do. If you tell mm-hmm. me, yeah, babe, I wanna start an Airbnb, and I know we really locked in. I'll fuck around and buy you a big Airbnb and, f- and furnish and do everything. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just get the money out of Don't it. Don't run off from my boy, man. You <laughs> feel me? Like that, that's why I say if I see you really locked yeah. in and genuine, like we really did a lot. Because me and other girl, we weren't really locked. We were just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But if we were locked in and like we like that, I'm a, okay, probably for a birthday present. Like, I done heard you talk about you want to do Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So your birthday probably next month, I just surprise you. Yeah. B&B, like with the, like, you know what I'm saying this ain't no partner. This is your Airbnb. Like this is your business. So go run and do your thing. Deal, now man. from this BNB on, you gotta fund the rest of your shit. I just did the first one just to show you. You know what I'm saying? And you still gotta grow your business and go through these growing pains. Yeah, and, and, you, yeah. and you and you and you talking to a real entrepreneur that I okay, by the time that comes, I'm been to make hella millions. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I know so much I can still help anybody do what they want to do mm-hmm. with business peer overall. So I just feel like, I mean, me getting a girl right now is like you locked in and you focus. I mean, it's, it's the right yeah, mindset, definitely. especially at your age. That yeah. that could be intimidating to a lot of women because it's like you supposed to be having fun right now and da, 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 da. but you locked fun. in right they, now. They said thirties is the new twenties. Mm. That's what they said. Thirties. I, I, I can agree. They said thirties is the new twenties. Twenties is like teenager ages. Mm-hmm. Now the teenager ages is like little kids. Yeah, especially the mindset. You feel me? So they said thirties is definitely the new twenties. I agree, 20s man. Is the new teenagers and teenagers is the new kids. This shit, wow, how does life progress, but sometimes take a step back into those mindsets thing. But I just love to hear, because you're young, bro. 
it's so hard to get locked in like that. So flowers to you for Appreciate doing that, for right? Sure. But what I want to ask you next is, so um, outside of trucking, you mentioned you um, have vending machines. So how did you pivot into that realm? And how did, what does that look like and how is that going? All right, so I got into vending machines. I was on TikTok. It was vending, vending, vending University. Mm-hmm. Was, she was talking about it. I said, damn, I want to look into that shit. Like, that's crazy. So it was this... It was this girl that I knew. It was my partner girlfriend. She had them. Mm-hmm. She told me where to go get them from. So I went there. I bought them. I bought I bought two of them. Didn't have nowhere to put them. Mm-hmm. But they always say get the location solidified before you get the vending machine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't like I said. I jump in the shit. Don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. Cool. I got the. I ended up getting the place solidified. Put it in the machine in one. Then put it in another one. But you put it in long wait hours, though. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Some people that's waiting, they ain't got nothing but to eat. Shit, nigga. I know you're hungry. Right. So I put certain snacks in there. Where it was like, okay, I like this. So I ain't going to cap vending machines. Like, like I literally go fill them up, like, every other week. Damn. One of my vending machines is actually in the jail my, my little brother was in. In the jail or gym? Jail in uh-huh. juvenile. It's actually in they. It's actually inside their juvenile in their... Uh, when people go to visitation. Mm-hmm. I know when I was going to see my little brother, I'm there and spending $25 on in, in 15 minutes on feeding, trying to feed this nigga. Mm-hmm. So I know, I asked him, I said, bro, when you get out, because everybody in the jail knew him because mm-hmm. he's been there for so damn long. So I was like, ask them if I can put a vending machine in there because like y'all should be empty. Some 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 Sundays y'all should be empty, gang. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all need somebody that's going to come and be prepared to put them in there. He talked to the lady, the lady let me talk to the corporate lady. And we did it. And she didn't ask for no percentage, no none of that. Mm. She said, for me to you seeing a, seeing a young entrepreneur, black man want to do something great, I will let you put it in there for free. And that's, that's what the same, that's and that's what my other location said too. For you being a young black, you being a young black entrepreneur that want to do something in life, you can put it in there free. So none of my vending machines ask for ask for percentage. I get full profit on all my vending machines. Man, that's a blessing, dog. Every time, man, it's number God. Man, yeah. say that again, yeah, bro. God, that's yeah. a blessing, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, shit. And it's, it be days where I don't even go fill them up. Mm-hmm. I go send one of my little bros, hey, and I pay him. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to go buy the stuff, but I just need you to go fill it up, and I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. Just take $200 out of whatever is in there. Mm-hmm. Just bring me the rest. Cool. We do just that. I trust them. Uh, still, still for what? Yeah. You, you, you making $200, just, just, just go fill it. You ain't even sweating. From the vending machine, right. You ain't even sweating. So it's like, it's cool. So vending machine, like, everything, I try to do everything is, I try to not work hard. It's mm-hmm. so like, even with the other businesses I'm starting. I'm not working hard. Like, I'm literally starting two businesses at one time right now. Mm. My mind be racing so bad. Like as soon as, like, as soon as I leave and I go home, I'm back on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> feel me? So it's like, shit, I be trying to get it because, like, like I said, before 25, I got to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I got to be, and I'm going to be. I 20, believe 20, 25 is the, 25 is the, is the latest, mm-hmm. but it's going to come before then, but 25 is definitely the latest. And I know I'm gonna get that shit before 25. <laughs> by, by the route that I'm going and the businesses that I'm starting, I know for a fact, like, this is where I gotta be. So, like I said, outside of trucking, trucking, vending machines. Then, of course, I got ebooks, mentorships. Oh, I got my brother clothing line. My brother clothing line was already popping before he died. Mm-hmm. But all his fans was like, hey, you, you need to bring back the clothes. We ain't gonna bring back the clothes. Mind you, I got a lot of more shit that I do. I can't sit there and focus on clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm not a clothing person, but I got partners that's in the clothing industry that know what they're doing. Yeah. 
Josh, hey, I'm gonna, hey, help me. What? How do I design this type of shit? Help yeah. me do this type of shit. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I do pre? Like, what do I gotta do to make these clothes? Cool. Told me. Bet. Got them. Love I was it. doing pre-orders. Literally, and really in 30 minutes, made three thousand dollars off pre-orders. Mm. Niggas is pre-ordering the clothes. Shit. Okay. Like I told my little brother, she want to be on. Since she want to be an entrepreneur, I'm gonna give you these boxes of clothes. You sell them. Do your thing. I'm going to get the website made for you. Do mm-hmm. your thing. You, this is going to be yours. It's going to be yours. And we just buzz down. And it might be times where I tell you we don't got to buzz down. Mm-hmm. This is going to be yours. If he was alive, he'd be, he will not even be doing it. He probably would have gave it to one of us. Yeah. But I got so much shit going on, busy as hell, he would have gave it to you. So now I'm going to give it to you. You going to do it. Like I told him, I don't want to be the face I wanted to be a, a, a mysterious clothing line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know I'm his little brother. Okay, they know it, it could be him. Yeah. But it could be. It's a big could. I'm going to have a note. Love y'all. Hashtag R5. Shit. Who's, who, who's shipping these clothes? Hell, I don't know. You're right. You feel me? So everything I try to do is just I'll be trying to not be the face. Like, mm-hmm. I'm nothing. Like, even, like, I'm trying to close on the building right now. Because mm-hmm. the business I'm going to start, I don't have to be there to let it run. Yeah. It's simple. Oh, damn, so boy. it's a lot of shit that I'm trying to do. And I know I'm going to be able to do it. It just, I block out all the distractions. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace. I'm just chilling. <laughs> healed. I, w- I don't think I would ever be healed. Mm-hmm. But at peace. It's a process, though. Yeah, at peace, definitely. But healed, nah, I I, it, it's going to take time. The key, as long as you're... Progressing. Trying, yeah, progressing and trying Definitely. to know, like, I know I'm, at least you're acknowledging I'm kind of scarred and I'm a little yeah. broken inside, so at least I'm doing whatever it takes and one remains stable, but of course, like, you, but that was a lot you went through, so it's, of course, with God, everything is possible, but that's going to take some time, just on a earthly realm of mentally, like, getting through that, so at least you're going through those motions of, I'm not letting this either deter me for what I'm doing or just stop whatever's going on, I'm in Definitely. that process, man, so, Definitely. You know, that's beautiful, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I just told Josh in the car, I met up with this lady the other day. She, well, she hit me up on Instagram. She wanted me to come teach 25,000 people about trucking. Mm. I said, cool. I didn't know what price to give her, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what to give her. <laughs> I said, let me sit back and harp. Let me think. I met up with her again. Oh, uh, she was like, she and she's not in Atlanta. She stays in, I forgot what city she stay in. I can't remember. <laughs> But she's, I know she's going to fly me up there to do the action. Mm-hmm. She said, how much would you charge me to teach 25,000 plus people about trucking? I said, I don't know. Okay, I, I can let, let me get back with you. She said, I got referred to you by a lot of people. I said, can you tell me? She was like, no. Nah. I said, damn, I need to know. <laughs> Who's telling me this shit? So I finally met up with her. And she, we, we locked in on the price. I told her my price. She said... Invoice me right now. Mm. She invoiced me ten thousand right then and there. Mm. Cool. Her husband says, "I want to learn about trucking too." I said, "Well, my mentorship's five thousand. I got you for twenty five hundred. He said, "No, I respect you. I respect your grind. I pay the five thousand. I made five. I made fifteen thousand in thirty minutes, in forty five minutes." Jeez, boy, love to hear. I was just teaching. <laughs> I was just teaching. Yeah. But guess what? It's nobody but God. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my life been unfolding because the routine that I go through every, every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, with the fast. Like, let me tell you what's crazy. Yanni was the reason that I fasted. Mm-hmm. Or that, was that your first time? <laughs> when I was on the Growing Pains podcast, she was talking about it then. I just kept hearing her talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then shit. I was like, let me try. I tried it for a day. 
I'm like, if I can do a day, I can do three days. I did three. I said, I can do three. I can do a week. I did the whole week. Then I did another two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this shit feel good. But then I saw this TikTok the other day. It was like, the pastor was like, we doing a three-day a three fast on Monday. It was Sunday when I watched it, though. Mm-hmm. So I fasted from went from Monday to Wednesday, from 4 a.m. to 6 p.m. When you're hungry, you drink water. When you're hungry, you read the Bible. And when you're you hungry, pray, you pray. Talk to God. And I feel like that shit just made me like, that's my routine every day. Like mm-hmm. I said, I get on all fours, head to the ground, pray, mm-hmm. read devotional book. Then I get up, I sit in silence. Like God taught me not. That's my routine every uh, day. And I just love to hear you say it, bro. I preach fasting to my people. I'm on a fast right now. Oh, you like, are? Um, 21 days. Like my fast in. Next week, so yeah, pretty. I don't eat from eight to eight, but I'm only eating fruits, vegetables, Oops. nothing total sugars and all that. So, so you eat. So after, so from when eight o'clock come, you you only eat fruit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, like um, after eight this morning, that's when I can finally eat. So I'm only doing fruits, vegetables, like healthy vegan food, and yeah. only water with lemon and cucumber. But if I do drink like a, a fruit juice, it's only because it's naturally the squares from the fruit, and that's like anything got added sugars. I don't do it. And then, of course, sitting down and praying and talking to God, bro. Fasting is it, bro. bro, You fast, your life would just, you see your life just unfold like, Mm -hmm. damn. Starving your flesh is, that that thing in itself is just like, one, you're building character. Two, you're building discipline to say no to a whole lot of stuff you need to be saying yes to. Because sometimes it's so hard to be like, the homie say, bro, let's go out and do X, Y, and Z. You're going to make me fast in the beginning of December. I might fast from December first to January first. Telling you, bro, fast again. It's, it's just like damn, that shit make you make your body feel like damn. Mm-hmm. Of course, after after see, I didn't have no discipline with that part when you say fruits, vegetables. Mm-hmm. After after six o'clock, nigga, I was eating the whole house. <laughs> so shit, I got it. So now I know it's it's, it's ways to do it. So fruit, mm-hmm. vegetables, salads. I like seen the, the list. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I didn't know that. I thought you after after whatever time that you just eat mm-hmm. the whole house away. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I'm soon as five fifty nine, I'm like, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, in, the, I'm in the kitchen, like nigga. I'm feeling, <laughs> I was so hungry, bro. I was eating, 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 eating. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to eat as much as I can eat before 6 in the morning because that day I can't eat again. And if so, I miss my time, bro, sorry, I don't eat. Yeah, if yeah. I don't get get to eat, my sometimes if I know I'm doing something important, I push. Water doing yeah, the fast, at least yeah, for sure. But, but what about smoothies, though? So, yeah, I do smoothies, too, as long as it just, it just has to be just the fruit by itself because, one, they have the natural sugars and sweetness, yeah. so it's not like you cheating adding your sugars into it. So that's why I only do smoothies, water with lemon and cucumber, and that's it. But other than that... No that's sodas, that's no candy, none of that stuff, bro. Nah, it fast and it, it changed my life, dog. Nah, you ain't lying. Yanni, I said Yanni is really the one that got me fast. Mm-hmm. She had me fasting for the first time. And I'm like, damn. Keep doing it, bro. I never in life thought about fasting. Like now, like literally, I'm I'm hooked up with one of my pastors at the church. I don't go to I go to church, mm-hmm. but I don't I can't listen because I don't really don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather go watch somebody that's younger on YouTube, and I get it because they put it in my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I linked up one of the co-pastors, and he was teaching me, like, the actual Bible. I only know one Bible verse, and that's mm-hmm. Joshua 1.9. Mm-hmm. Be, strong and be, be, be strong and be courageous. That's all I know. I don't know nothing else. That's how it was. Like, I took I the time to nothing else. read the whole Bible, but I was just, at that time in my life, I was just reading it to, to read it, but now I got to go back and Read it for more understanding. I only know one of them. Yeah. I said Joshua 1 9. Be you, um, if you say as far like, you know, Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation that's, Church. That's who I listen to. Oh, yeah. 
exactly he he changed I, my life. I can I, it's exactly, got a story I can tell. That's but, exactly who I listen yeah. to every Sunday. Yes, yeah, sir. If it wasn't for him, bro, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Because it's like he break it down to you the way. Yes, he break it down in the young people way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you gotta get it. If you don't get it, you gotta be retarded. Like, bro, it, it's not just Sundays that I listen to a church service. I mm-hmm. listen to them. It don't matter if it's. Monday through Friday, I'm about to listen to one on one days these weeks. Bro. And I'm in the car, I put a Transformation podcast on. And and yeah, and bro. Like gospel playlist. Like every morning I wake up, I listen to like as I'm doing my as I'm doing my uh, routine, mm-hmm. I listen to the gospel playlist. But once I sit there and quiet and talk to God, I cut it off because I want to hear God talk mm-hmm. rather than the rather than the music. So yeah. I definitely like my spiritual journey has definitely like grow to like damn. That is a key, bro. Because like, without you know what I'm saying, shit, without God, it's like shit. What the hell are we gonna do? And that's why I had to like I tell my homies if you if you gonna ride with me in my car, I can't listen. I mean, I still like I listen to a rap song only if it's one of my favorite artists or I got homies who make music. So nah, if definitely. it's not that, bro, I can't do. It I'm no, I can't learn from it. I'm, yeah. Well, I never was actually learning from it, but I'm only on podcasts. Listening to worship music or like the church podcast. If it's not that, yeah, you're right, though. I can't waste my time. Like that, I spend a lot of time in the car either going to pick up inventory this and that. So why not use that time wisely and try to learn? learn yeah, Listening nah, to music, learn. it ain't doing nothing but wasting time. We always quit to say, oh, I ain't got time to do X. Yes, you do. You got time. You just need to prioritize you know, you or you're wasting it. it. Yeah, you make doing time. other stuff, man. So like with the rap, I listen to it. Of course, I listen to my brother music, but it's rare. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't listened to my brother music in probably a month. Mm-hmm. Why well, I don't listen to I don't want to hear his voice mm-hmm. So I don't really listen to it But rap I'm going to listen to A little bit of rap mm-hmm. Like I did Like today I was listening to Some rap And I switched it to Jeezy Yeah and I went through A little bit of Lil Wayne And I went through Meat Mill mm-hmm. You feel me So But then there's times Where it's like Okay Let's slow it down Let's turn on some R&B Real quick Or like if I'm by myself Let's slow it down Let's turn on mm-hmm. some gospel Real quick so it's like, shit, I balance it. Like, it's a big balance, but it's nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more R&B than it is rap. It that's depends. a part of fasting, bro. Like, like, we got these holes in our body, what we intake. Yeah. Fasting is a part of it. You got to fast music. Your subconscious mind is picking up all this stuff. That's why that some of you kids, I got my drill playlist to go. fuck you up, bro. Bro. These music make your ass go kill somebody. Man. <laughs> shit. Nah, that shit for real. make your ass go out and kill somebody. Why you think right? we go to the gym with a playlist? Because you it puts you on that mood to let me go crazy. get this I done. I start going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for real. I be trying to go to the gym, but that's not no excuse. I'm not going to say that. I yeah. got to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. It's like, it's, it's they say it's change. Do something to your mind. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't like say open up your mind. Like, I got to go start. Like, I do little shit at the house. I might do push Yeah. Ups. I want to go to the gym. Get in there, like, man. At least you're holding yourself accountable yeah, for what I you got to do, man. To the gym, like for real. But not everything else is. I feel like I'm. Feel like I'm where I need to be. Well, I'm not where I need to be, but I feel like I'm you on that path I'm of on getting that path to where I need for to sure. be. Like I said, protecting my peace, being mm-hmm. positive. Don't let a lot of energies around me. I'm mm-hmm. being on peace. Like peace is everything. That's if, the goal, if, man. If, if I can't have peace, if I can't have peace, I don't want you around me. If you can't be my peace mm-hmm. or my safe place, I don't want you around me. Fat. They well, go, you got, they go for crazy. bros and girls. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, I need peace. I don't need drama. <laughs> I hope y'all are listening right now. <laughs> tell you, I don't need drama. I don't need none of that shit. Peace. I need peace, bro. Mm-hmm. That's it. Peace. That's the goal, man. But before we get up out of here, right, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. So if you could... um. Have a mentor, whether they're dead, alive, or just your dream mentor, who would it be and why? Outside of the one you may have. Steve Harvey. Dang, he took my answer, bro. 
<laughs> Steve Harvey. I dead ass. If I meet Steve Harvey, I can tell him about his whole life. Mm. Literally, I can tell him about his whole life. He'll probably. And I'll be watching him. He's so damn emotional. He'll cry. Mm. I can literally tell this man about his whole life. He got me through. He, he got me through some shit. Listen to Steve Harvey. Crazy. Steve yeah. Harvey. I'm sorry. Steve Harvey. That's it. Like him for sure. Steve Harvey. I if it wasn't for him. him, one, I wouldn't have been back reading or to the book, Think Like a Success. That was the first book I picked up on my journey to change. Since like high school or whatnot, I wasn't reading. Now, if you hand me a book, I'm putting that bitch across the room. Nah, that, is dope. that book, though, it changed everything for me. When I got in the military, that was the first book I read. And ever since then, it was Steve Harvey, Harvey bro. Steve Harvey. And nigga a wizard, bro. Like, he say some shit that that hit home. And knowing his story, that nigga didn't get rich till he was 33. Mm-hmm. You hear me? He didn't really get rich till he was 38. So it was like, shit, I be hitting, people be hitting me up, bro. I'm 20, I feel like a failure, nigga. You're not near a failure. You're only 20. Yes. Steve Harvey on top of them. These niggas just, they ain't just get rich, but they got rich in their 30s. Later, yeah, later on, what people would deem old in life. Yeah. So it was like, shit, Steve Harvey, definitely like, bro. Like, I told my, I got that shit in my house on the refrigerator. Like, I'm getting on the Steve Harvey show. Mm-hmm. I literally need to go on there. Mm-hmm. I got to get on that motherfucker. You going to be on there. I got to get on that motherfucker. Like, I would tell this nigga about his whole life story. Like, I literally watched this man. Mm. I literally watched this man. I like that choice. I like that choice. Cool. So, um, my next thing, right? If you could go back in time and talk to a young Josh, what would you tell him? Like, middle school Josh? Whatever, just just, just that young that younger Josh. version of you that wasn't mentally um advanced to that mindset you at now. Just your younger version, the one who was going through the trauma, the one who went through all the trials and tribulations. Like, what motivation would you give him? What would you tell him right now if he was sitting right here in this chair? I mean, Josh is sitting here, but you're strong. <laughs> you strong. Yeah, dead ass. You strong, boy. Mm. Cause there's no way you went through all that and was able to come out of that and be this. Mm-hmm. Like somebody told me that they said I, if. I did not expect you to do what you, I did not expect to, to for you to be where you at right now. Mm. If like I I don't even respect myself either. Dead ass. When my brother died, that was the last straw for me. Mm. I was through. That's like my real twin. Like, you know, brothers you fight with all the time. We fight. One day we fought four times in one day. Dang. Dead ass for real. And it was cool right after the fourth fight, sitting on the couch playing Madden. You feel me? If I can fight with him again, I would. Mm. Like, literally, like, if he was here right now, I'd probably go in his shit. <laughs> like, dead ass for real. And, like, dead ass for real. So it's like, shit, you strong, boy. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. You really did what you had to do. You, st- you stood on your business. You stood on your principles. You you, you said that you was gonna do it, and you did it. Mm-hmm. So I commend you for always being yourself and staying solid. Definitely. That's a blessing, dog, to hear that. That, you, that, that piece of it, not, I guess not even advice, it's just that motivational words to yourself. The fact that you can say that now, you yeah, can tell yeah, the yeah. past is connected to the future because look where you at now. You feel Being me? strong then, where you don't, you don't got a long way, dog. Again, more fly, we go a bouquet and thing for you too, dog. Appreciate so before it. you leave, man, like I say, somebody may be watching this interview, right? They may want to get into trucking. They may have experienced death in their family. They may have just been through your path, right? So just tell them what motivation or advice can you give somebody to get into the business and just to get through those mental turmoils in life. So just motivate somebody real quick. So to get in the trucking business, I say, I, no, let's let's go with the life part first. Mm-hmm. 
Don't allow what you go through dictate what you're going to do in the future. Let that be the battery you put in your back. Turn that motherfucker all the way on 3,000 mm. and let the time tick. And, bro, go go get it. Because, like, like Steve Harvey said, God don't deliver on no other street but faith street. You feel me? So, pray. God going to put it in the box. It's on the way. He ain't going to get no tracking number because it's on the way. Mm. He ain't going to tell you when it's coming because if he tell you when it's coming, you're going to act like an ass until it get there. You feel me? So just put it in the box. Stay on Faith Street as long as you can. But once you leave off Faith Street, that shit ain't coming no more, boy. So stay on that motherfucker until you get there. Once you get there, you all right. Mm. Do what you're supposed to do. So don't just be you. Be you. And don't switch up for nobody. Be yourself. Yeah, but trucking game, I say learn it, please. If you want to get into it and make a bag, you can. It's not hard. People put it on Instagram like, oh, I'm done with the trucking game. Okay, that's your experience. Everybody's experience is different. I've been in it for two years. I know it. I've been in. It. I I know it like I've been in it for thirty. Mm. I I had one slow time, which was last year. Ever since then, I have not had no slow months ever. So I feel like learn it, learn it from the right people. Don't just go pay people to do it. I'm not telling you to pay me because I don't give a damn. I don't need mm-hmm. your money. But if you really want to learn it and actually make a bag and be successful in it, you can hit me up and we can definitely top it up. We can talk about it. So, and I cover all lanes, high shot, box truck, cargo van, 18 wheeler, whatever in it, wherever in the transportation industry, I do it. Mm. I didn't I done did a cargo van. But I switched from cargo van to 18 wheeler. My cousin does box truck. I know about box truck. I know about high shot. I know about all of it. It's 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 it all goes hand to hand. So that's my message to them about trucking. So, mm. feel me? All right, one thing I can say, two things. So, I hope y'all tapped in and listened to this podcast. There was so many, one, life gems, business gems, and just motivation, period. If you listen to this and don't get motivated. Yeah, you crazy. I don't, I don't I know, know what's going like, on, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I feel like it's one of the best podcasts I done did. Because, like, I feel like all my other podcasts, I didn't really, like, I was, you know what I'm saying? I didn't. I ain't gonna say I didn't know nothing, mm-hmm. but I have grown from my first podcast mm-hmm. to this being my sixth podcast. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been months at a time where I haven't did a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did a podcast two weeks ago, but 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 before that, I ain't did a podcast in four months. Mm. So, from two weeks to now, like I said, I read, I learn, I look at different shit every day. My my, my mindset changed every day. So I've learned. So I know coming in here. Okay, let's yeah. get it. I know what I'm saying. I know the type of mindset I'm walking in this bitch. Time so, regret to take all that yeah, stuff, dog. And like, it's gonna be a lot of gems and a lot of like this podcast will really. Mm-hmm. Get, and that and that's the goal, bro. Because you got a lot of pods now that you got the fifty fifty. This love that. It's like, yeah. man, folk need some um, good information, need, bro. Yeah, we don't care about fifty fifty love. I feel like if, if a girl love you, she don't give a damn. You going fifty fifty as long as the bills get paid and we still living here. <laughs> Get this I value, mean, and then you'll see how shit changes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, nah, this podcast was really like. I'm glad you enjoyed it, dog. I did. Real deal, man. I did enjoy it. She was smooth. That ass. Thank you for smooth. pulling up, too, dog. Nah, Before you leave, you got on, um, like, any announcements you want to give out? And also tell the folk they can find you on Instagram, too, after your announcement, if you got any you want to give out. Oh, uh, just be, follow me on Instagram at j.shepherd. I just got a lot of businesses coming, so just tap in with me. You want to learn trucking? Hit me up. You want to learn how to start a business overall? Hit me up, and we can get it together. So, yeah. Matter of fact, what you doing on Sunday? She going to church after that. She ain't church, nothing. Church. Else. What problem? What, what time your church in? Uh, like 
12-ish. The service started at 10, so 10. it got to be like 12, 12, 30. Nah, I used to be in church. No, I'm doing the Thanksgiving drive downtown. Okay. I mean, at, if I can uh, still, I mean, I still do have transformation, but. It's from 9 a.m. to, oh, you actually go back out there. Talking about Oklahoma? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying I go to, to local church here, but I'm saying I could still oh, get the word from watching oh, that and pull up to that. So I still okay, got to get it. Yeah, yeah. Man, nah. Shit. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I was say, boy, <laughs> you a soldier, boy. Yeah, you man. Say, word with yeah, the Lord flying man. every hey, Sunday, boy. <laughs> but now, yeah. So, yeah. But I got you, though. If I can, I'm definitely pull oh, yeah, up, man. Yeah, shit. You, you, for you, sure. You just let me know. Yeah, man. But again, bro, I want to thank you for pulling up, no, man. It was a great time. There was a lot of gems coming out. So, if y'all were tuning in, this is in the here the podcast. Make sure y'all follow me on IG at SirGatesBC. That's S R R G A T E S B C. Follow the podcast page and hear the podcast. N H E R I T D podcast. And we out for another great episode. Until next time, man. Y'all have a good one. That shit was smooth, though. That shit was smooth for sure. I don't be one of the ones for sure, bro.